Hey, Spencer, have you heard of Lisa Lampanelli? Oh, you're talking about the queen of mean, right? Yeah, but she's also become the queen of lean. Did you know that? She has a, a play called Stuffed, where she delivers brash, skinny insight from the fridge to your ears. No, oh, yeah, not, no. I don't think that's what happens in the play. <laughs> I've actually heard reviews for the New York Times that have said uh, Stuffed offers laughs, genuine pain, and even a bit of insight. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Why? Is that relevant to anything? Well, well, you know, yeah, Lisa Lampanelli, she's got a lot of street cred, and she's also got a new Feral Audio uh, podcast um, where she and her co-host, Mike Morse, uh, talk about health, food, body image, everything else to help you be the best you you can be. That's a that's a, that's a a real hairpin turn for the queen of mean. She's, she's stopped stomping on uh, political sensitivities uh, long enough to help you self-actualize and get, engage in some self-care. So what? She dishes out some tough love as she takes your questions about being fat? Fat, being skinny, being anything but right, and helps you grab a little self-acceptance. I mean, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, but there's other stuff too. Like if you if you want to get yelled at by uh, Lisa, you can email get stuffed at feralaudio.com, uh, and maybe she'll uh, she'll make you feel like a piece of shit on the, on the podcast, <laughs> or, or or maybe she'll make you feel better. I, you you don't know with Lisa Lampanelli, she's the queen. Of mean and lean, um, <laughs> give their give her hotline a ring three four seven four six four two six five four, and you might end up in the show that way too. But in either case, it's worth a listen. It's free. Like uh, I think it's very interesting that she that she's 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 like had some transformative n- nutritional experience that she and now is is, is doing insights because you know what's interesting about the idea of Lisa Lampanelli talking about body image and stuff is that we already know that she doesn't give a shit about what your feelings so and and what we probably need to do more of when we're talking about um, health issues and stuff is actually have some frank conversations we're a very fat country very diabetic country very diluted uh, v- vain. Um, uh, self-loathing, uh, shallow country. Like, like, what, what, what do we need to do to actually be healthy? I, I, I would trust uh, uh, the queen of mean turned queen of lean to, to, to tell me that. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe to uh, get stuffed. Get stuffed. Kick the craving. Subscribe to get stuffed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com/slash get stuffed, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage. The new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. My name is Robert Patrick. I play Gary Tyson. That's Gary Tyson with an I. In the film Last Rampage. Evil broke loose in 1978. Arizona State Penitentiary. You know, that was interesting. What, what, what it was like playing a real person as opposed to a, a fictional character. It, it was really trying to wrap your head around how this guy could do some of the things that he could do. That was the, the things that you were drawn on. Of course, I, I, there was no way you're going to try to do an impersonation of a guy, nor was I going to try to, you know, get as heavy as the guy. Uh, I didn't have enough time to really go that route. But I, I, you know, I found him really, really interested in trying to live up to the charisma that he had. I fell in love with the folklore of the story, like there, you know, the the whole idea that he was a guy that was raised uh, during the Great Depression. See that, from a historical point of view, those kind of stories resonate with me. That yearning for something better, trying to find it, have to steal to get it, 
How do you deal with that if you're a religious person? You know, how do you run underneath that? How do you justify it? He had a double life sentence that he began to push his wife and his kids to say, God, you know, I'm going to serve one term, and when I die, I'm going to serve another term in hell. Uh, I got to get out of this. And and the 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 link that he was willing to uh, uh, go to to get his kids to help him get through this and get him out of prison was it was fascinating to me. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash lastrampagefilm. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. Oh, yeah. I'm in that kind of mood, you guys. A hardcore mood. It's time for the five most magical of words. Harmontown is now in session. Please welcome to the stage the mayor of Harmontown, everybody, Dan Harmon. Thank you very much. What a warm welcome. Uh, all right. We've got some guests. We've got some guests tonight. Uh, I was at the Creative Arts Emmys tonight. Uh, uh, did a little presentation with uh, Joel McHale. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything to talk about there. It was, it was, it was fun at the Nokia Theater. I own a tux now. I finally bought a tux, so I don't keep renting them. Is that televised or non-televised? It'll be televised on the FXX network. FX has now created an FXX network. So it's non-televised. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, you know, uh, I, from what I've heard, actually, you'd think it was just sort of like, ah, eh, let's just start another thing like MTV2 or whatever, but it sounds like Landgraf, who's the uh, genius, one of the one of the few suits that I really respect and love, uh, John Landgraf over at FX. He, uh, um, it, it sounds like he's moving all the comedy over to FXX. That's what I've heard, and that he's because he wants FX to be associated with like their dramas. I mean, they're fucking, they're murdering it over there. Uh, that guy is like really, uh, the, and uh, Nick Grad and the people that uh, the people that work at FX, like they they are a true scientific demonstration of the fact that it's not just bullshit when you say, hey, just. Like, be creatively respectful to the creatives and stay out of their way. Like, like make deals with the people you want to work with and kind of... Like, they, 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 they pay lip service to that philosophy and they execute it. They, they only help. They, 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 they say, look, we're not giving you a ton of money. You can do whatever you want here. And look at all the programming on FX. It's fucking amazing. They win all kinds of awards. I don't know. Whatever. I, I, can't, I can't suck their little wieners enough. I, now I call them little wieners. Yeah. I just I, I wanted to colloquialize it a little more. I accidentally said they had little wieners, and now that'll be now that'll be the the quote in the headline. Dan Harmon bashes, jabs, flip flops. Dan Harmon took a shot at. Dan Harmon jab jibs. Dan Harmon bashes. Dan Harmon peen pan boom bow. It's like I'm a professional wrestler. Like, uh, just say things. Just go, can I have an omelet? Dan Harmon jabs omelets. Yeah, well, I need to eat it. I had to eat it. I had to put a fork in it. Dan Harmon sticks, sticks it to his omelet. Cl- click here for the details. Oh, could I have a little, a little penny 
for my Bacardi ad while you're clicking it? <laughs> you know, as long as you're here reading about how Dan Harmon jibs and jabs. <laughs> what is the difference between a jib and a jab? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't you, matter, man. Did you wear your I Harmon with your tuxedo? Of course not. No. I saw, now, Dan, I, that, oh, I that's saw. an opportunity to fucking market yeah. the I Harmon. I, I it would have been badass of me, the or, or like, whatever the opposite of badass is, to wear the I Harmon to the Emmys uh, on a stage. But I felt like it would be distracting. I had a bit to do. I'm just not like I'm going to be needing it up there. I had to. I know I set up here. You can't pick and choose. You got to wear the eye harmon. You got to make it work. Right? Did you Did you miss it while it was away? Did you I w- felt I, for a couple. Yeah, for a couple times I was like, "What am I?" Sp-? But there was a teleprompter. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, uh, congratulations to everyone that won a Creative Arts uh, Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> There's still gold. Um, and the real Emmys are, 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 are next week. Jeff, did you know that Feral Audio is a network? It's a whole network. The what? Yeah. Harmontown is just one of many Feral Audio programs. I was under the mistaken assumption that we were the only podcast there is. No, no. I mean, we could be if we wanted to. We chose, like Han Solo choosing to be part of the Rebellion, we chose to, to, to be part of the Alliance to, in, in hopes of taking down whatever the Death Star is. I assume lack of listenership. What's it if... <laughs> Yeah. What's in it for you and me? Han, Han Solo, was, I, I believe, was paid for his services. Well, see, that's the thing. Wasn't see, that's he? where you're getting wrong. Han Solo was 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 that's that that was him still being regular Han Solo. Right. The celebrated pussy Han Solo from the end of Star Wars is the one who's going. Okay, I got my money. Uh, actually, that's not true, is it? No. He got his bounty. At the, he got his money at the top of Empire. These guys don't even know. They just—they're like, which one had the uh, squeeb squab in it? Like, and I don't even know who you're talking about. Who's squeeb squab? Which 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 race did he malign? Uh, which 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 weirdly racist CG character are you talking about, squeeb squab? I don't know. In my day, there was flesh and blood on camera. Dan Harmon, jib jab, squeeb squab. <laughs> Click here to hear the, the real audio from the jib, jibbing and jabbing. Uh, one, of our, one of our newest brethren at the Feral Audio Network. I, I, I looked at it. Uh, he's a partner of our friend. Do you know James Adomian? You, do you know that guy? He's, from channel, he's a Channel 101 alum, kind yeah. of. Like he's out in there at Periphery. He's very, very, very like, super talented, funny guy. He does like incredible impressions. Like He's sort of... I don't. I. I. I, I like he. He. Did you? I don't. You probably haven't seen this, but uh, the, there's that show. Uh, Mark Marins do, 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 took WTF. Uh, his sort of uh, Elon from that, and and he's doing this IFC show Marin, and then they did this thing on the web called Marin in Space, where James Adomian is playing Mark Marin, and it's really fucking funny. Like it's it's, inc- it's the most incredible impression. It's like it's a it's an impression of Mark Marin. It's, it's really really fun to watch. It's just Mark Marin flying around in space. Uh, anyways, his his partner who produced that with him uh, probably wrote it. I don't know. We'll ask him for the details. But uh, he has a podcast on the Feral Audio Network. It's called Don't Ever Change. And we're going to bring him up right now and talk about it. Uh, his name is John Roy. Hello, John. Uh, grab any mic you want. Hey, 
Sorry, my 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 intros uh, take a while, but my interviews are even worse. You'll find I'm in. (laughs) I'm a bad interviewer, Um, but I'm interested about your podcast because it's called Don't Ever Change, and I haven't listened to it yet. But it's uh, specifically you have guests on, and you talk about the person that they were in high school. That's it. Just all about high school. So uh, we've had uh, we've had Jonah Ray on. We had Matt Myra, Sean Patton. We've got uh, Howard Kramer coming up. We just did Ron Funches. It's a lot of comedians just talking about what they were like in high school, what their town was like, what kind of the feel of that, and then any weird stories like Jonah Ray got in a fight with a Samoan guy. The Samoan guy ended up falling down the stairs without Jonah doing anything, and then they expelled Jonah from high school. Like It's like weird stories like that, because the dude was on the football team, so Jonah had to leave the school because he fell down the stairs, essentially. So it's like weird stories like that. We just and it would have upset the balance for him to stay, because it Jonah Ray would, have, would be the guy that beat up a Samoan guy. <laughs> People would be gunning for him, man. Like He'd have to defend it. I, don't like, even know. I think you go straight to the top if you knock a Samoan <laughs> down the stairs. I don't yeah. want to... That's uh, Yeah, then you just Mr. Sam and then Tyson, and you're done, I think. Like, I, yeah, pretty... I, I, in terms of in terms of high school politics, I think you're I think you're finished. You're you're Walter White, uh, like, like you're season the, five. I took the Samoan out. You know, <laughs> tread lightly. At, at, at my high school, at my high school, there was a girl, that, and she, she was this, uh, she was big, and she was in the Crips, and she beat up three guys from another gang. She was Samoan. Every detail of that story gets better and better, like, yeah. with, like a ladder. She, she was as big as a house, and she was very sweet, but, but she got, she, so there was a fight broke out, and she beat up three One guys. One on three, full, all and, three. And, and uh, I, I won't say her name, but she, uh, she uh, in front of an AMPM uh, gas station, she just boxed down three other dudes, and like handily. Like, well, there's not going to be four women who all did that. Which one of us is he talking about? Like, he won't say the name, so I guess. Well, well I mean, yeah, people that went to my they high school. They know who she they is. They know That's who she is. Saying. And uh, I wish her well. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening and you're Samoan and you've and you're not a badass, like feel free to write into the show and go like this is a st- offensive stereotype. But, like, like I mean, it, it, sooner or later we'll get around to that, right? Like we're we're making good headway into our Roddenberry vision of tomorrow, where pretty soon it'll be not okay to say Samoans are badasses. But I'm as sad, as of press time, I'm sad to say I don't meet enough Samoans in my life anymore. I think that's part of it. It's, it's an obscure group, but and the when you, whenever you hear the word Samoan, it's in reference to somebody beating the sh- like. <laughs> Not, not, not being the shit out of, like, like, it's usually in professional. Like, like there's a Samoan boxer, a Samoan wrestler, a Samoan or a Samoan kid from your high school that was like yeah. a quarterback or something. Like they 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 color between the lines, but they're 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 um, they're unstoppable. They're juggernaut people. <laughs> <laughs> If, again, if I, I can't I would, believe after it's almost like in a role playing game when certain races get certain bonuses, like you have a plus two strength if you're a dwarf. Like, we, so let's, we were really know, had that for human groups. Maybe Samoans get like extra let's, strength. Let's let's HP. clean that up. I'm assuming it can't be true. I'm sure. I'm assuming that's that's perfectly racist. And uh, like like tweet me or uh, tumble me or whatever you want. Say I am a I am a a very very a mild um, like uh, like like. Yeah, but but that's the other thing though is it's like uh it, like like. Um, they're, 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 I, I feel like good-naturedness is also thrown in there. Like, like they're it's like, happy people who could beat you up but aren't. They're going to hang out and have yeah, fun. That's, and a, like, that, that, that's part of it. It's not like it's they, not like they're they Tasmanian of, devils. Their diet is basically root vegetables. Yeah. And that's the, I, but if you're a, if you're that. a if you're a scrawny, clumsy, mean, like short-tempered, uh, ineffective uh, bully who always gets his ass kicked, and you're Samoan, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> so we can get. Yeah. get just end this. If you're someone you've ever been the head in the arm's length bully classic bully thing and you're unable to punch that guy yeah, and yeah. you flail away in the air, then yeah, that's I, cool. That'll I, help us know that people are just people. And we <laughs> I can't believe it took us 72 or so Harmontowns to get to Samoans. They were there. <laughs> 
It's not, it, it's, it's not like I'm operating with a scalpel. I'm, I'm, I, I sort of just keep banging a shovel on the wall. I'm like, oh, I wish black people liked me. Uh, that's the way to do it, I think. That's how you get them to like I'm you. I'm very forgetful, and I tend to repeat myself. And I, uh, anyways, uh, so, John Wright, how long have you been doing this podcast where uh, people talk about themselves in high school? Uh, we've taped about, or taped, Jesus Christ. No tape was ever used ever in any podcast, but I'm 39, so I still say taped for everything. Uh, we've been doing it about, uh, we've done about 10 episodes, but we've uh, put out about six of them. So really recently, we just started it. We started it all in the new studio, so we recorded everyone up there in Burbank, and uh, it's been great. Do you, it's, that's my studio. Oh, well, well thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, j- 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 <laughs> it's pretty good, man. I just hope people are, are People love it. it. They, yeah. You can tell when they walk in, they're like, oh, there's no visible mothballs. This is good. Like, <laughs> a lot of times you report, record podcasts in, like, under a Murphy bed. Like, it can be bad. Like, you don't really know. So this, um, they like it. Yeah, I'm, tra- I'm, tra- I'm trying to become, like, the Howard Hughes of, of zero-profit industry. <laughs> uh, this, this is my first move. Just like, skip directly to the urine in jars without the money <laughs> part in the middle, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was urinating in charge when I was 16. I, I, I think that's why I got fixated on Howard Hughes. I'm like, you can make money doing this? The answer is no. No. But you I'll make figure money it out. first, but oh, fuck. Fuck! God damn it. Um, but uh, so you've recorded 10 of them. You've done 10 of these interviews. Like, I'm curious, is there, like, are there patterns uh, emerging? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, there's kind of a, uh, you know, a lot of the people, I would say over now, we've, we've probably had most of the people were really fairly unpopular in high school that became comedians but then every now and then you'll get one anomaly like Jay Larson was like the biggest stud of his entire school and he's also super funny so but I'd say about for most for the most part you get a fairly unpopular guy who learned that all that shit didn't matter when he discovered either music or comedy or something and then by about like 25 or so he's pretty cool and now he's a yeah. comedian like, do you think which chicken lays which egg there or which egg lays which chicken is it well, you, do, are people that are destined to play guitar or paint something well or make people laugh are they like are their brains shaped differently therefore they're not as facile at right, school like politics get, or is it just like hey somebody's got to be the dork and it's you therefore you're going to end up drawing apples better <laughs> probably not the latter I, I feel like 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 there are certain personality traits and, and skills you have to have to be funny, and you can get the impetus to drive you to get those skills in different ways. If you are unpopular, it's like a defense mechanism. Like, I can't beat these guys up, but I can make fun of the teacher. They'll all laugh at that, think I have some kind of anti Yeah, you go powers. where the heat is. Yeah, yeah, and then they're like, oh, maybe he's got something to him. Or you could be super popular at school, but you got a shitball home life, and the only way to make your dad fucking pay attention is you learn how to get this funny thing going. So I think there's a lot of ways that will takes a guy who has the aptitude for it that right. maybe you should try if you said something right now maybe everybody will laugh you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. is the same go for uh, male and female comics we are just about to have our first female guest uh, coming up we're gonna have uh, Emily Gordon on okay. so that'll be the first opportunity to be like hey uh, yeah, that is all, are, are we learning universal things or are we learning just boys club crybaby in the right. room with that's... quadrophenia in his earphones going <laughs> why don't you like me like is that is that just a male thing or is that an everybody thing I don't know that's always something I've wondered if it's like I felt like you know that's that's kind of this, this question that's been like very delicately trod on territory is like you know like you know uh, female comics versus male comics and stuff and I just felt like for me 
the male class clowns were rewarded for it. The female class clowns were punished for it. Like, like, they, like they, 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 the teachers shut them off. The reinforcement and, or, or, or was or different. The, or, or the other classmates did. It was not. It was not as okay for a gal in my junior high and high school to kind of wisecrack for some reason. Like I don't know where it came from. If it was everybody or if right from the top down. But I'd be curious. Well, to, I will. I'm going to ask that very question, and yeah. we'll, we'll find out. I, I, that's, uh, that sounds fascinating. The answer to, me. to that. Well, that'll be. A, I mean, and she'll be able to really bring. Uh, yeah, she'll, you'll, you'll you'll make up for for ten dudes interviews with her because she's like she's also trained in the whole thinking about all that stuff as right well. yeah no we want anyone thinking about anything I mean a lot of times our podcast is like what did you eat in Burger King oh fucking all that shit chicken chicken sandwich oh yeah chicken sandwich like we need to get we need to get like a little bit more intellectual discourse uh, on the thing that's kind of like so. Harvard Town it's, it's a little like Harvard Town <laughs> girls are definitely socialized to like. Uh, socialize, like, like, right? Like guys are told, uh, at least maybe this is a generational thing, and we're changing it now. But it's like it's it's always been the thing of like like guys are told, don't change your mind about anything. That's right. a form of weakness. So you have these weird arguments with guys about like, I thought you said you hated the Matrix. What's up, right. fucker? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like guys have emotional reactions to that stuff and go like, oh, no, I said, but I said I didn't like any Keanu Reeves movie. Yeah. He did a good job. That is one. Okay, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. <laughs> and, and, you can be the biggest nerd in the world, but you're having this like male socialized. Yeah, response. but even though no one's throwing any punches and no one could if it ever came to that. And the stakes like, could be lower. Yeah, no, no, like, your opinion of the Matrix. You can change it. Yeah, you can change fuck? it. I used to like the Matrix. Now I don't. Good, fine. Are we getting food? What the fuck? I don't care. You know, like, well, I had a friend like that where you argue anything, he would pick the diametric opposite, just if he believed it or not, just to make it a more fun argument. Uh, so was he go, Canadian? Was he uh, from Canada? <laughs> he was actually Nigerian, actually. Uh, but uh, maybe they maybe they were uh, colonial. Maybe it's just a British a uh, colony thing that colonialized. Uh, so, so if you said I like Metallica, even though he basically likes Metallica, he'll go Metallica is the worst band of all time. Just to make you, just to, to make that yeah. take that stand for yeah, no reason. I don't, I don't like that. Uh, Jeff's a little like that. Are you? Yeah, yeah. but I, but I'm generally right. Well. <laughs> I think that's why you. I think you make yourself right. Yeah, you pick. You you'll go like ketchup's the worst, and I'll tell you why. And then you just you just plant a flag, and then you're not gonna you're not gonna stop until mustard is illegal. Like, and it's like you just you just do it to to do it. Uh, I do it because I mean I I I, I pick. Uh... I think I, in the past I would pick things like you say, and then I would stick to them for no reason. I, I did do what you said. Uh, is is that. Like sometimes I would just pick the diametrical, uh, uh, diametrically opposed thing just to have that sort of interaction. Just to get that thing going, I whatever I, that is. I think I, I definitely outgrew that, but like I'll just go like, you know what? Like fuck Wolf Blitzer, fuck Led Zeppelin, fuck this, fuck that. <laughs> well, and, the and, second and, one's controversial. Who's gonna go? Wait a minute, fuck Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> Did you just say something about news, Kenny Rogers? <laughs> and the, the camera pans over, and there's like a, a Paul Bunyan guy finishes wiping his mouth with a napkin. I can tolerate a lot of things. I've watched my country go from a field of beautiful pine to a bunch of Walmart parking lots, but I won't have anybody sullying Wolf Blitzer's name. You, sir, can meet me outside. But like, yeah, but yeah, but I, 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 my joke was always that I, I can convince anybody that they don't actually like Rush. 
If you could, yeah, because yeah. they don't. Because you're right. They don't like them. No, you had, you had an older brother who did, and you're, you're an idiot. And, uh, and, and don't say they're technically a good band because, because <laughs> Hitler was technically a good chancellor and shit. That's tough, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, what tough. Rush did, what I think Rush did, and what bothers people that hate them, and I know people who like him, they took rock and roll, and then they drained all of the sex out. Just all of it. Just pulled all, every oh, yeah. amount of sex. No. And then replaced it with Ayn Rand and sci-fi, which is not yes. a good substitute no. The, what? Rock and roll was sex. It was Elvis's pelvis and all that shit. And it was like, no, we'll take all of the reason this music exists. Uh, just, remove that. Right, you're play right. there, there things ba- about the fountainhead with <laughs> bass pedals and octagon drums. Because <laughs> Rush, Rush was uh, like 70s, 80s, right? Like, yeah, yeah. 70s, uh, like, 80s. Like, there's a lot of sexy music. Uh, a lot of people were inseminated and, con- and conceived during... The and the Snow Dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody was, uh, was conceived to a Rush song. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody I mean, put on Red says. Marchetta and took his Nobody pants was, off. No, nobody's father came during ah salesman. In fact, in fact, my sperm count just got lower. By <laughs> look, what, look. Though his mind is not for rent no, no, to no, any no, god or no, governed no, men. No. It's reserve a quiet defense. Fucking rush can go. If you choose to not decide, you still have made a choice. No, you haven't. You haven't at all, honey. Not tonight. I have a headache again. I think uh, I have uh, a technically uh, I have a technical headache. Joe Hill, the author, totally hates Rush, and he was tweeting some shit, and somebody tweeted uh, well, uh, some about how he was just so mad that Rush was in the hall. So Joe Hill goes, uh, in honor of Rush getting in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I will now listen to my, all my favorite Rush records. And then a minute later, he goes, done. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I, I uh, when I, I played Dungeons and Dragons in high school, my dun- my first dungeon master, no, not my first, my best dungeon master, Graham. Uh, had the jean jackets and he had the had all his t-shirts were like from uh, uh, different states that had state parks because he loved <laughs> he loved nature he wanted to be an elf or like Spock like he was one of those personalities he he, he barefoot pr- a lot. prided himself on his on his pit stains like 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 and, oh. and, and, and and went to high school with a woman's briefcase and and because he was like Wait, how does I that give fit zero in? fucks like I guess he didn't oh, know okay. a fuck because it, because he, he was like he's like Spock but like badass like he, he gave and received zero fucks yeah like it, it's like fuck you I'm Smarter than you, like is what you know how you want. You want you want like the Columbine kid to, to, to you want to reach back in time and go. It doesn't matter. Like Graham was one of the kids that it, he knew it didn't matter. Okay, like, that's the personality you get. He's just like fuck this. He fuck, saw fuck through the illusion it. the minute they presented it to but him. But he loved Rush. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he loved denim and Rush. And, uh, and, and 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 yeah, they were like you know he'd sign your yearbook with Rush lyrics and I didn't I didn't I didn't hate him. I, I he made me he he because he, he, he loved him so much I would. I would be like I, I would be one of those diametrical guys and go like eh, really the worst, worst. Pink, Pink Floyd's way better like yeah. right the 15. band is it yes <laughs> is it yes the band that has like a let all good people yeah, do the yes. paddles, like that they may absolutely fuck off into the night forever oh <laughs> uh, Jeff Christopher Squire I'm sorry. I, think I have a, I have a special guest. You know, I, I hate to. We're talking about music, but you know, I really is, is uh, Neil Pert right behind me what, right now. Yeah, you're what gonna have to deal with the professor. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite musicians of the world from the Michael Jackson Thriller uh, uh, song is uh, Vincent Price. Did you? I don't know if you knew that. Like, uh, is he here tonight? Well, there, he's yeah. A lot of people be. think he's dead, but uh, Vincent Price is actually here. 
Right. Is it Vincent Price the actor or Vincent Price from from Thriller? Well, it's, it's, it's Vincent. It's Vincent Price. Uh, well, it's Vincent Price the actor. I don't know if he wants to do the the Thriller. Uh, I mean, should I bridge. Get, should I do a beat? Maybe you could rap a bit, and he could do like the uh, the Vincent Price breakdown in the middle of it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we could. It's been so very long. <laughs> it's James Adomian, everybody. That's one of my favorite impressions that he does. Is this Vincent Price? He did it in a in a Yacht Rock episode. Yo, 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 yo! I'm rapping about rapping with my friend Vincent Price. Gonna do the rap, then he's gonna do the bridge. Nice. First, I'm gonna talk about my favorite cereal. Yo, I like to pour it into a bowl and eat it down. Drain the milk slowly. <laughs> made cereal spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what else to do there. Was, Count the Chocula brand cereal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, alright, well, anyways, I don't know. No. I don't, I don't want to pimp you to do impressions and stuff. But. Oh, I love that one. I love when he, when I, when I was a kid, he used to do advertisements, like, you would... Cousin, cousin Subs, for instance? I don't know that one. Uh, what is it? How's it go? Yeah, well, it was, was a local sub place had, had Vincent Price on the, on the payroll, and he would go, hello, sorry to <laughs> interrupt your meal, but, but you could be having a spooky sandwich from uh, I was just about, I was, and he, and he would pull a cord, and a, a cheap-ass Photoshop pendulum would cut the sandwich in half. <laughs> That's how I cut my sandwiches. The ham has been murdered. <laughs> was that voice ever actually considered scary by society? Like, did it, why that voice? It, like, it dates back to really asshole landlords from the 1800s. <laughs> That's why they're afraid they could cut off their gas oil at any moment, so that voice was terrifying. People, people really used to believe in vampires, I think, and so you didn't have to be, like, ripped in order to be scary. Like, we, we transitioned uh, into a society where, like, we had enough security camera footage uh, to realize that the really scary thing is physical fitness and, uh, you know, uh, uh, so, so, being an sociopath was no uh, longer sociopathology, not people who are, mm, I'm a gentleman, I, I, I like the smell of your blood. It's like, like that guy you can take down with. Aesthetic reasons are the reasons I persecute you. It's like, there used to be a, a fear of people like Bella Lugosi. Like, 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 that guy's not scary, really, through a modern lens. Yeah, look at that weakling. Yeah. Not, He's out to get us. <laughs> not after you see enough like Chinese babies getting run over in parking lots, like, like on 4chan. I, hey, I didn't put them there. <laughs> if I, Jesus, why do I always bear the brunt for these videos I mentioned? <laughs> go, go, Wait, go tell me more about the Chinese baby parking lot. Ch- I, I'm t- dude, if you, if, you, if you know what to look for, and I do... No, there's horrible things that happen. Like, if, I, like, if, if I type those keywords in, I'm looking at a video of babies being run over in a parking lot. There, there, there. You can find. I mean, there are so many cameras now, and there have been that has been that way for so long, and the population is so high now, and there are so many countries where, like, and, and I'm not. I'm I, like, like, like China has different rules, by the way. I guess I'm. Ri- oh, you, you're saying this this this, <laughs> this surveillance footage of a baby accidentally being run over. There's not a parking lot full of babies that people. <laughs> As a blood sport, like like. Well, that might be a thing. I don't know. I don't know. The one child policy wasn't working. (laughs) There's just horrible shit you can see, like in countries that are overpopulated and that don't have good Samaritan laws. You know that that where there's like there's just like oh this guy was eating someone on a subway. Look at look at this. Like it's just. uh, Anyways. (laughs) Eating on a subway. (laughs) Where? 
What, what would Vincent Price have to say about a Chinese baby getting run over? Oh, God. <laughs> Nothing appropriate? My one son. <laughs> My one precious son. <laughs> Come unto the carbuncle. <laughs> <laughs> Come under the carbuncle. That was a big uh, post story, I think, wasn't that? <laughs> Come under the carbuncle, wasn't that Edgar Allan Poe, I think? All right, let's make it easier. Out? Wait, keep the music going, Jeff. Hey, Vincent Price, maybe we should go. Uh, Vincent Price, I know you're my roommate. Uh, uh, like, uh, I was hoping that we could pay the bill to the <laughs> Department of Water and Power. <laughs> but I... Well, I, I, I I, I, my car doesn't work. Could we go to the grocery store together? And... <laughs> I, I just we need to get some uh, Sudafed and some uh, maple syrup. Do you mean some pseudoephedrine for your ills? Oh my God! I have quite the elixir roommate of all mine. Oh my God! Um, it's making me drowsy. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I hope that's the first episode of a, lo- a long series of uh, Vincent Price as my roommates. Can you do Can you do Marin on uh, on cue or is that? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Let, sure. let me do an interview with Mark Marin real quick. Yeah, what do you want? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I just oh, come on. <laughs> what really? <laughs> I, 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 thanks for having me on your show, Mark Marin. Oh, yo, yeah, it's my show because of me. I was I was being interviewed. Yeah, fine. Uh, so the, you did the show. What was that like? Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, you got to say, Marin in Space is fucking amazing. Thank like, you. It's, it's 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 really 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 funny. Like I I, I, I like laugh. It's, they're they're web shorts. So, like you spend the whole time laughing. It's just because you. I, and I was talking to you about this. And this is this will sound pretentious to non LA people who don't like make stuff for a living and all this stuff. It's like we're up here jerking each other off. But let's jerk each other off for a second. Like I, all right. I your your <laughs> your your impressions. I think. The, like, like, because sometimes people feel about impressions the way they feel about magic. It's like, well, what are you really, what are you doing? You're just, you're sounding like somebody. But I think there's a, you, you do them in a, in a strange, tender way. Like you write up to your, when you're, when you're doing Mark massage Marin, the muscles of the <laughs> person you're impersonating. Like you're not, you're not sitting there watching Mark Marin and going, ah, oh, fuck him. Here's how he talks. Me, 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 me. Like, like you're, like you create a character for him. That I was feel Rich like. Little's process. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sometimes when I'm listening to an impression being done, I feel like, okay, congratulations, you figured out that you know Nick Nolte has an overbite. Like, 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 but that's like, like but you, I feel like your your characters are a little more loving. Yeah, well, I like uh, sometimes I hate them. Like George W. Bush, I was trying to ruin him, but uh, <laughs> yeah, usually it's like something I'm fascinated by for uh, good reasons, and then it's just fun to sort of imagine playing being that person. <laughs> and when like, you're when you're when in your head, you're like you, you got a little simulator running, like you are the person, right? A little bit because you have to know what they might say yeah yeah that's what helps with somebody like Jesse Ventura because he can he lives in so many worlds is that he, he, he no matter what happens there's either a conspiracy or an old match that scarred him yeah. <laughs> so if I were to if Jesse Ventura were my roommate and I needed him to uh, this is a real crowded apartment <laughs> I know, but you, 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 you. We toured it together when we decided to sign the lease, and I, I, you haven't paid the, your part of the electric bill yet. You mean to the Department of Water and Power? I want to know how high it goes. <laughs> it just goes to the office. You just write you, your half is seventeen fifty, my half is seventeen fifty, and then we don't. Why are there only two parties? 
This is two halves of the check, man. It's like, like, I, did you go to work this week? Or yep, I was, I was commenting on some underground DVD titles. <laughs> <laughs> you, you seem defensive when you say that. How much does that pull down I, a year? I work. I was surfing. You don't need to know my business. <laughs> All right, Jesse Ventura. He's an, he's an impressionist. I don't, I don't get to like a lot of impressionists. It's fun. For yeah, me. no, it is. Uh, yeah, it's, there's a rarefied number that. It's are refreshing. Like, cool. You know what? I'm putting out the magician challenge. If you're a magician and, and you think that Jeff and I can like you, come come to Harmontown. <laughs> Do a little magic. Yeah, it'll be great for the listening. Well, like, for me, like when you think of impressionists, like I have friends that I have a couple of friends that can do impressions of almost anybody and it's great but the reason why it's fun is because they're funny the things they say are actually like you're, you're being funny while saying them Rich Little for my money isn't a very funny guy <laughs> Ooh. he's, he's taking on Wolf Blitzer and Rich now Little. Rich Little yes. Jeff Davis bashes Rich Little <laughs> yes. take that who's next on I the believe yeah, yeah. I believe I know someone who would disagree with you on that <laughs> But like uh, Frank Gorshin, remember him? Like he, like he was actually funny. Like when he did Burt Lancaster, it was a fucking riot because he said funny things. Like so, like, like that's that's the difference. Like I, I wish I could, I can't do an, I can do like two impressions and they're shitty. Like what what would piss me off is I would go on the road as a comic with these guys who would do impressions of people who were already funny. They were comedians like Rodney Dangerfield, yeah. and then they would just do Rodney bits. But, but we're under the guys I, I, do that, I do that. Like, I do that sometimes. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I make, no, I make up a new one, though. How, no, you make up a new one. These guys were doing actual how, Rodney how, how, bits. James, how much respect do you think that you get? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get a little bit of respect. I have to admit, I, that, that's the worst Rodney Dangerfield I've ever heard in my life. You said James! Uh, 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 sorry, is, do you have to do it like Lipton? Is Rodney there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm always waiting for the James Lipton moment. It's Rodney inside you right now. <laughs> Rhetoric Coffee is a subscription service delivering the best coffee you've ever tasted. That's not hyperbole. Rhetoric Coffee commissions original art directly from comic book artists and then hand screen prints them on each bag. Each one you receive is a special life and is a unique organic work of art. Feel good about drinking ethical coffee for once in your life, you horrible monster. Rhetoric goes above and beyond fair trade, not just for their coffee, but in how they pay the artists. The relationship with their artists allows the artist to continue making prints of their original work while allowing them full use for Rhetoric's projects. Everybody wins. Except Afghanistan. Each roast is completely unique. You won't taste these complex flavors anywhere else. Their commitment to quality is top-notch. They are drinking what they are selling. Now, people at Rhetoric will tell you that their coffee is not conflict coffee. I'm not totally certain. But they, they, they keep protesting that it's not, which makes me wonder whether or not all of their coffee is conflict. Go to RhetoricCoffee.com, sign up, and use the promo code FERAL for 30% off your first roast. F-E-R-A-L is how Feral is spelled. Just volunteered that for you. Spencer, did you know that all of me undies are made out of Rhetoric Coffee? Yeah. That, that's, wh- that's how they get their underwear so soft? That's how they get that distinctive crunch. Whoa. This is synergy. That's Rhetoric, R-H-E-T-O-R-I-C, you post-Trump millennial illiterate. Um, rhetoric is spelled with an H, like rhesus monkey. Oh, yeah, that clarified it for you because you're so <laughs> fucking smart, dipshit. That's Rhetoric, R-H-E-T-O-R-I-C, coffee.com. Sign up and use the promo code FERAL for 30% off your first roast. Only available on the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> 
next to a picture of of Adam Baldwin's balls. I can I can do um, I can do uh, uh, some impressions. You can do a Liam. You, you, you thought you had Liam Neeson, and then we found out that you lost it. I thought I, I, thought I had him can for guess, a while. Can we try some Liam? <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> well, ask me ask me a question about wolves. <laughs> The wolves, are they nearby? It doesn't matter if they're nearby. <laughs> They'll bite you. All right. I can't. Uh, all right, all right. Did Liam Neeson? You know what? I walked w- into that. What, was it, was <laughs> it's intimidating looking at him and doing it. Was Liam Neeson eating a sandwich during that one? There's no sandwich. There's just wolf bites. <laughs> all right, I can't. All right, all right. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, 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 I pimped you for that. Who can, who can you most confidently do? Who's your best impression? No, I can't. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think I have someone that I'm like, oh, slam dunk. You don't? Yeah. You, you used to do a pretty good Rosie Perez. <laughs> Maybe Mr. T. I think I, uh, I think I could pity the fool and put something on my head. But that's more of a prop work kind of thing. Right. <laughs> Do you want, can you, we want to do a Jesse Ventura? Uh, Just turn your voice over like you've been shouting all day. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> you listen to me, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> it's like a different wrestler. Right. Now, Dan, do, do the, the gray, but instead of Liam Neeson, put Jesse Ventura in there as the star of the gray. It doesn't matter what, how far along we are. If they have copes, we're already dead. I sound like Nick Nolte. Rich. This is Gary Busey. Well, that's good. This is also Gary Busey. Yeah. Uh, this is either Popeye or Marlon Brando. <laughs> or neither. <laughs> Don't, 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 don't take that off the table. <laughs> Could be neither. Could be neither. <laughs> don't remove that option. We're going to use it. Or I Johnny Carson. Who might have snuck uh, in there a little bit. Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> Do Johnny Carson doing a scene from Streetcar Named Desire. Oh, have you heard about the Napoleonic Clause? Oh. Johnny Carson we, was a nerd back in the old days. We, we would play a game. You'd get high, and then you would do what we called Plausible Carson episode. And uh, what it was was you had to introduce three people for a Carson, but it had to be people who would conceivably be on the same show during the actual run of the Tonight Show. So you'd be like, we have a, we have a great show tonight. We have Martin Mole from the hit movie Mr. Mom is here. Uh, beautiful young singer Dion Warwick is here tonight. And uh, from, from Lenny and Squeaky, Michael McKean. Like, it would have to be people that actually could have shared a Carson bill. And it gets it. And the game is over when the third name is said. Yeah, when you just can't, when no one can make, can do it anymore. Like, and when you're not high enough to still think it's funny. I think those are like, those are, that's like when the game runs out. I would play that by mail with you. <laughs> Does anyone play things by mail anymore? Uh, I do. really I play, do. By play, play by mail games. I play a game by mail with Matt Gorley from Super Ego. Uh, Super Ego, one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, my friend Matt, who I've been best friends with from like uh, seventh grade on, uh, we play a game called Death that we started doing in... Um, I think we're all playing that one. <laughs> Especially the people that are mailing things to each other. They're, they're the ones that are winning. I have a real kicker of a chess move. <laughs> Make the stamp go down to the post office. We to Brook Four in the envelope. So excited. Two months later, let's see if it worked. We started in school. Like one of us would just draw like a like a guy, like like in the middle of a piece of paper. We just draw a neutral guy standing there, and then you would draw him dying somehow. 
And then you would give it to the person who would slip it like, you know, like, like a note in class. And originally it was just like back and forth in school. And by the end, this page, and we have these from school, where there's just 30 million, like really, they get more and more obscure. You can't repeat it. So then they would get really weird. So now if Matt mails me one, there'll be a guy and there'll just be a fruit cart way in the background. <laughs> that, 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 that has a sign that says oranges, which is a Godfather reference. <laughs> Because wow. every time you see an orange in The Godfather, somebody dies. Oh, so the fruit cart doesn't so, have to kill him. Yeah, it's just, he's like, some, he's going to get whacked because right. there's oranges in the background. Right. It's not a fruit cart accident, right. per se. But when's the last time you did that? You're not doing that actively. <laughs> it, it is active. Yeah? Yeah. Whose move is it right now? It's Matt's. And he's take, it's on his refrigerator, and he's fucking taking a long, sweet time about yeah. it. What a fucker. I know. Fuck that guy. <laughs> All right. Well, John Roy and James Adomian, uh, uh, anything, uh, you should listen to uh, Don't Ever Change, and... Uh, James, do you have anything going on? We can. Uh... Nope, nope. I'm just sort of winding down my whole career. <laughs> <laughs> more podcasts. Just hear me on more podcasts. Oh, uh, and Marin Space is on ISC.com. If yes. you want to yeah, see yeah, yeah go check it out. It really is funny. I can't recommend right, it enough. All right, James and John, thanks for coming by. <laughs> All right, look. We've wasted too much time, Jeff. We got an old friend back that people are very excited is back, I'm sure. They must be excited he's back. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure people love hearing from me about well, what's going on in my life, but I, I really, I swear to God, I got nothing because I'm so excited that Kumail Nanjiani's back. Let's bring him up! Doing right no, now. Me too. I think that's why I picked that song today because I feel like sunshine and lollipops and moonbeams. I miss doing this show so much. We never really, we never officially said you were part of the family. It was a, that's the, that's probably why you're part of it because you're a very low maintenance guy. You just came, you know, and it was fun. So you came back, and we just, you know, that's how I like to do my business. By the way, I just like there was a giant power vacuum that took place to fill up your role in D and D. What I'm, happened? I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Now we had Tyler who did a fucking awesome job. Everybody. I, Hello, Tyler. Yeah, I was, uh, I was working, I was... Uh, this is the, the, show, is... the show is leaking. <laughs> this is hissing in the background. <laughs> There's like a person deflating slowly. <laughs> Aww. We, we, we have, we Spencer have... was a balloon yeah. the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't That's think even it, more you impressive. <laughs> you didn't think a human was that unflappable. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. He took everything in stride because he was... <laughs> Filled with helium. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, and then I was in Europe for a couple weeks. Was that like, just for fun? Because I it was, was just for fun. I, I, I your, went to your Instagram photos of uh, Paris and Rome and Florence were outstanding, man. I, uh, my, my wife and I hadn't like taken a vacation in like years, and it was sort of getting to me. Like I was, my my temper was getting short, and and I just really, really needed to go. I'd never been there, and it was amazing. You gave me a lot of like great tips. Yeah, he, he, uh, Kamel emailed me and said, hey, I'm going to be in Paris like tomorrow. You, uh, you seem well-traveled. Can you give me some tips? Said, I don't have any Paris tips, but uh, I will forward this to Greg Proops. Greg Proops sent you an I, email like really long, and it's like the, it should be published. It's a poem. It's, it, like, it really should go online. Maybe I'll put it on the forum if, with, with Greg's approval. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, it, it, really, it, make, it makes you want to pick up everything you can right now if you could and just go to Paris and check off everything off. It's like, yeah. like go to Notre Dame at night and have a cup of coffee at this place. 
good. And, it's and very then, specific. Then, then walk over here, and then some night, just stay in, get bread and fruit, and watch French TV. It's awesome. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it was a poem, yeah. and there was no. It was all lowercase, yeah. no punctuation, just like beauty, beauty, beauty. It was wonderful. It's a great, well-rounded history. There's there's secret stuff. There's very like check this out because you have to see this. But yeah. uh, it was it made me want to go do it. It was wonderful. Yeah. And then you asked me like, what about Florence? I go, there's a sandwich place I like. But that's, 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 that's kind of. <laughs> hey, it was a great sandwich place. I almost cried from the sandwich. <laughs> this is a weird story. So we were in Paris, and so we'd missed Breaking Bad, and it was Monday morning. We were bummed out because we were out of the country. This is true. So we're at the Louvre, the fucking Louvre, where the Mona Lisa is, and uh, we're sort of talking about Breaking Bad. We've been there four hours. We're sitting, and I look over, and I'm like, Emily, is that Vince Gilligan? That? The creator oh, right. of Breaking Bad? So Emily's like, no. I'm like, Google what he looks like. And while she's Googling it, I go over. I'm so sure. I'm like, hey, are you American? And he's like, yes. That's kind of what he sounds like. <laughs> yes. And I was like, are you Vince Gilligan? And he's like, fuck. <laughs> I, oh, let me guess. You love Breaking Bad? <laughs> Oh, God, what a shocker. I, can't, I came to the loo yeah. so I could be second best at something. <laughs> exactly. Trying to escape my genius. Yeah. I wanted to get away from the Mona Lisa of TV shows to see the Mona Lisa of paintings. The, Mo- the Mona Lisa like, stops like, like, like looking straight out, looks at him, goes like, I love this. Oh, God. <laughs> Big X-Files fan, too. You, you look over and you see Mona Lisa has her iPhone out, and she's like... like <laughs> I never do this, but I got a picture with him because I had my hands were shaking while I was talking to him. It was awesome. He was like a great guy. He's, he's nothing like I would have pictured him. I, no. I, I got to meet him at a function. I was uh, invited to like this TV guide showrunner's dinner or something. So I, 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 like, it was the only place where I'd ever, ever get to meet him because he was technically the other. Like, so I, and I just was, yeah, just fanned out and took a picture with him. I don't have a story like that. But uh, he's, like, let's talk about his personality now that we both met him. He he seems like he's such a laid-back, nice guy who, if you give him a compliment, he always deflects it. He's like, oh, that wasn't me. That was this person. That was this person. He, like, gives his whole team the credit for everything, yeah. and that show is... You know what's interesting? I'm Because he's an old pro. I mean, he came up yeah. through the trenches and, like, was, like... He was you know, a big X-Files guy. Yeah, yeah. N- knocking, knocking it out of the park on the yeah. X-Files and you know, patiently waited for his turn at bat and is, is, uh, is pioneering the golden age of TV. Yeah, and I t- but I just... I still I still always anticipate when, somebody, when you really admire so Well, when I really admire somebody, I always still picture a giant fat mountain of a person with a huge beard with squirrels in it. Like, like, <laughs> I know it's, it always blows my mind when these people are like clean cut and, and, and articulate and kind yeah, of uh, very uh, polite yeah. and well spoken. He was great. And um, someone say a big beard. Whoa, Whoa PJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I feel uh, like I've missed something. Well, <laughs> Kamel, you, you haven't. This is what happened in the three weeks I was gone. Uh, no, no. It for the home listener, uh, uh, BJ walked up to almost no fanfare. Uh, what I also love is that he's got a full thing of frozen yogurt that's still frozen, so he just got here. He's dressed somewhere between Jesus and Mrs. Roper from, uh, from Freeze Company. He's holding uh, some ice cream from Baskin and Robbins. Wait, no, it's Pinkberry, and it's... Oh, so he just walked in. So you're late to the show, but have the gall to come right on stage. <laughs> he's B- he's BJ. He doesn't. It's amazing. He, he really doesn't care. Uh, BJ, BJ is a is a is a. Th- I feel like you're uh, just glorifying 
glossing over the possibility of time travel. Oh, well, I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, if, if he, yeah, I don't know if he glossed that over it. That was the quietest thing I've been here. To, to, know you, to know BJ is to, is to have to admit the possibility of time travel. <laughs> What's but your, I mean, then his timing would be improved. I mean, I was like, like, if you if you had the power of time travel, you wouldn't like the, the would, you know the awkwardness would be would be short off. I saw you at Comic Con. I saw you on the sidewalk. And I, I was gonna say, how are you sure it was him? But <laughs> BJ, where does one pick up a smart uh, tunic like that? Uh, what would you how would you describe what you're wearing right now? It's it's a, a, apostolic. <laughs> It's like, 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 here, grab, BJ, come over here. If you're going to be up here, grab a mic like a person. There you go. I apologize. And please He's don't. in bare feet, like, 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 um, like uh, Levi. Levi. Like what? Levi, uh, we, had a, we had a guy on here that, that would give you a run for your money. Uh, maybe, maybe not sartorially. The, the, the look on Kamel's face right now is like, what the fuck? Oh. I go away for two weeks? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of all the decisions I've made in my life that have led to this exact thing happening. <laughs> and I'm happy. I mean, no regrets. Is, but... any, is anybody getting a good, a good Instagram to post of this on the line for, for those who will be curious yeah. later on? All right. What's your... Well, uh, BJ, well, okay, yeah, let me on Instagram. Let me, Beat. Can someone tell me how to get an Instagram account started? <laughs> BJ is a, <laughs> was a, 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 you have a... Do you have a PhD in theology or just a master's? I have a PDF. P- PDF? <laughs> <laughs> and... All right, BJ. All right, we're okay BJ... BJ, <laughs> is it, uh, I don't know if we talked about this before. What was it? What was the, 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 reality, the reality show that you won? What was it? Wait, the, what? The, the, the Great Race? I feel the, like the Amazing Race. Of, the Amazing Race. He, I'll, he, I'll just say it because he won't give a he, straight answer. He won a million dollars. He won the million dollar prize. This is what, that, this is what happens race. when you win a reality show. You won, okay, you won the Amazing Race. You Allegedly. did? No, he did. He did. He, he won an Amazing Race. I mean, they had a few of them. Some so more amazing than others. Amazing. Did you win a million dollars? Well, just say yes or no. <laughs> Did know, you? Taxes and the economy and everything. And the economy. And, you know, everything that's happening in the news and football and everything. So, you know, and betting and everyone's like, go. BJ, do you think that million dollars changed you at all? <laughs> <laughs> and please say yes. What I want to do is... I want to call the showrunners of Amazing Race and be like, this is what you did. <laughs> no, I, I didn't do the show. I mean, it, we, or you, were you, always, you were always this BJ, probably. You, you were this BJ on no, the Amazing Race. I was much less BJ in the past. Really? You, you, you feel like I you've let... using that you, phrase, you, you're, you, you were rounding off the edges a little bit back in the old Aaron days? Knew, Aaron knew him in the uh, Clark Kent days. Oh, yeah. Before I got my superpowers? Right, yeah. I guess before, that's I, or at least before, before you got, got that hat. Before I got LASIK? Right, which, that hat is its own kind of superpower. This Wait. is actually not the hat I would prefer to be wearing right now. Really? <laughs> that's your second favorite hat? <laughs> that's plan B? So are you really... Do you really have a PhD in theology? You didn't answer it. You did a... I'm very good at uh, dodging questions. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> BJ, by the way. I'm Kamel. Nice to meet you, man. Or do you have a PhD in theology? Um, it's a, it is a uh, theology degree. Of okay. Some, of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it. I don't have it on me. I don't have any pockets. Can I, j- j- <laughs> How did you get that pink berry? Did you just say, if you give it to me, I'll leave? 
I'm gonna get picked apart on Reddit for that comment. <laughs> what, what flavor pinkberry did you go with, uh, BJ? Well, people uh, want to know. Yeah, how do, when they were like, what flavor do you want? What do you go? Oh, the football and the economy. <laughs> Isn't that vanilla? <laughs> well. <laughs> BJ, BJ, if you're going to be that speci- specific in your clothing and your attire, it's, it's, it's funny to how soft-spoken and ambiguous you are in your, re- your replies. You guys are talking to a million-dollar theology student. <laughs> I guarantee you he doesn't have a lot of that left, right? That money goes quickly, right? It's hard to keep it. I could see your wheels turning <laughs> to not answer the question, but say something. It's, how much of the money do you have? Are we falling in love? Is that what this... <laughs> I feel like you're misreading the signals. You're like leaning in. This magic moment. I uh, <laughs> 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 worse. Be, so I walk uh, into Pink. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. See, yeah, oh, you got a story. Go ahead. You guys, if you want to hear the story, you'll have to stop interrupting me. All right, here we go. Just kidding. I walk into Pinkberry. <laughs> I think I know what I'm going to get. Okay. I walk up, and Chanel <laughs> says to me, take a look to the right. There's all our choices. So many more choices than I thought there would be. Apparently, I was at the flagship. I'm glad Jim Croce isn't alive to see this. So then, so you, you got you got confused about the choices. So I said to Chanel. In my mind, we just cut to a second unit shot of you two in a convertible on a country road. <laughs> And you guys are going to go find out why... why, why. They accidentally win another million dollars. <laughs> it's no accident. I know, it's a, I mean, that's a hat on a hat playing music while BJ's on stage. Well, <laughs> it's a hat on a hat on a hat. Yeah. I used to live in a neighborhood with a man with two hats, and I thought, that guy is crazy. <laughs> and that is an indictment. <laughs> yeah. In the, in, the, in the land of BJ's, the man with two hats is king. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, what, let's... Might as well bring Erin up. She's usually the BJ like handler, oh, yeah. kind of like, like, like she's the BJ whisperer, I should say. No she, one handles. She's him. out here somewhere. She can make me talk. Oh, here, sweetie. No, you can stay, Kumail. Yeah, here, I'll stand here. Have this. Well, can we get another? You can mic? share a chair. Here, I'll grab Spencer's. You grab mine. Oh, have a seat, Erin. Oh, I need to. I can stand up. <laughs> BJ, you're, you're, you're dripping pink berry all over our stage. Oh my goodness. Ugh, I'll just get a paper towel or something. <laughs> this happens literally every time I walk into any place. <laughs> Aaron, BJ. T- Aaron, talk to BJ. Hey, BJ. Hey, Aaron. How's it going? Pretty okay, I guess. All right. BJ and I used to do an improv show together. Really? Well, can, we see a, can we see a little bit of that improv? <laughs> can I see a little... Wait, Just, you guys have actually known each other for a while? I'd like to see BJ's a, my friend. I'd like to see a little bit. Try, yeah. try to, as, uh, as much as you can, friend. to yeah, approximate the improv that you guys used to do together. Oh, hi. <laughs> okay, don't you want a situation? Okay, yeah, I, I guess this I... is enough of a situation. Okay, <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, are you okay? <laughs> Pretty okay, I guess. <laughs> are you okay? 
I'm all right. <laughs> Scene. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Should we do notes now or after the show? <laughs> Aaron, what was he like when you guys were doing... Was, like, was, was very similar to the gentleman <laughs> before uh, us? Um, yeah, less, less dressy, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> is this, this is dressy? Um, BJ's, BJ's, BJ. I love BJ. <laughs> I love I Aaron. <laughs> um, I love Dan. BJ's, BJ's love super smart and great. Very I don't know. It's a well, I love silly BJ. To, we went and had hot dogs one time and I drove BJ home and we had a big old time. And I think your lighter is still in my car, by the way, if you want it. Really? Yeah. I would love that. I, uh, I thought you I might. recently... BJ has been walking the earth looking for a lighter. <laughs> who, who else wants to just wander up on stage? Does anybody... Uh, let's, let's, let's get... Let's, let's get, let, uh, I think get, all the people get, get that Adam want Goldberg. to wander on stage... Adam Goldberg, stage. get up here. Adam oh. Goldberg. Adam Goldberg. Oh, he's getting sure. Mike. Here, wow. Uh, tomorrow... let's, let's, let's just steer into this spin. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how many donuts this car can do. This train only goes forward. If we ever had brake lines, we don't have them now. It's that when I say a joke, because that's a pause that we. Adam, pause tomorrow's on. your birthday. Tomorrow correct? is my birthday. <laughs> Quarter Century Club. I'm I'm excited about that. Adam, um, talk to BJ. I will do my best. Sub BJ. Hi, Adam. Yes, go right ahead. It is vanilla. Adam. I'm not afraid of him. He's just like you. Adam Maybe just that. is overselling it a bit. Adam Goldberg stuck his finger in BJ's Pinkberry, and when everyone went, oh, Adam's response was to say, I'm not afraid of him. <laughs> like, that's what and they were saying. Which I think means that was that he's a total, afraid of him. That was a total power move, by the way. Like, I want to put a finger in there. Well, you, you got, you got uh, taught. He was sunning you, as the, not in the sense of the uh, heliocentric body, the sun. But oh, we're in, familiar. Yes. <laughs> like Sunday. It's yeah. not here tonight. Dan, Dan yeah, is a dark place. You, you guys... <laughs> Just pretend that, Dan, that only Dan can hear me right now. Like, Dan, if we just keep bringing people up here, you and I can leave. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Tyler, Tyler, go up and share Adam's mic. Uh, Tyler, Tyler to the stage. By the way, can I just point out that we were talking about the Mona Lisa when this happened? Oh, yeah. That's what, that's I, don't, what, I don't know how this happened. That's talk what, to BJ. That's what brought me up hey, BJ. here. No, BJ's is, awesome. I'll try this. I'll try a bite of this. I wanted to talk about Paris. I heard people talking about Paris. Have you been like, to Paris? Paris. Paris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you went to Paris? Going through security for you must be easy. Where they're like, take off your shoes. You're like, ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> One step ahead of you. Be Fungus uh, Bill. Get, get up here. Get, uh, uh, be Fungus Bill to the stage. Uh, I feel like this is like the season finale of the Muppet uh, Show. Uh, <laughs> oh. Is someone hear me my bag? Gladys Knight and the Pips, come on out. <laughs> Try to leave, but they keep pulling me back in. Be fungus, Bill. How you doing, mate? Here you are. BJ, take your. Uh, yeah, I have this. How, how did you get this? It sort of got past. That was a real power. B- BJ. Nobody knows what's going on up here right now. BJ was one of the first people I met when I came to Harmondale. BJ and Aaron both. All right, every everybody in the front row, just come up on stage. Everybody, just come yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Anatoly wearing the cat shirt. 
Anatoly. All right. Uh, yeah, Anatoly's wearing Warren, the same shirt Kurt. that Andrew was wearing last okay. week. Now, everybody, everybody, uh, we're going to go shirts and skins. Jay, Jay. Hey, what's up, guys? All right. All right. Now, what if we blew everyone else in the audience's mind and we had a perfect dance routine <laughs> planned out? That'd be pretty good. Wait, Anatoly, are you wearing Andrew's cat shirt? Yeah. Fantastic, man. Wow. All right. So, uh, have we hit rock bottom, or, or we're just about there, Dan? I, 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 th- I think we should all sing Edelweiss, like from our... Like, uh, every, every, one, two. Edelweiss. Okay, get the fuck off the stage. Thank you guys for coming all right. up. All right, let's have Thanks, a hand guys. for everybody but Kumail, everybody. Everybody but Kumail. Thank you. Thank you for Thank joining you, us. Thank you, B-Fungus Bill, Adam, Anatoly, BJ, Tyler... Who else was up here? Lauren? Kurt, Greg, Kurt. Kurt, Greg, uh, Jay, what's going on, mate? It's always good when they drop by. That was oh, pretty people. awesome. That was fucking great. Yeah, so not a lot happened while you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, with BJ, I've never had more questions for a person, none of which I really want answered. <laughs> I've, I've hung out with BJ a few times, and we played some catchphrase back at your place and stuff, and uh, he's a great guy. I, I, I mean, if I just met him, I would say, that guy seems like he's ripped on lewds. <laughs> Costume change! By the way, BJ's back, completely different outfit. <laughs> I thought I heard someone mention being ripped on lewds. And here Have I you am. ever done quaaludes, BJ? Um, can, you get, can you get a quaalude anymore? Is that gonna By the way, if we take a picture of you, this is... Oh, yeah, please don't He's take He's very pictures. shy, everybody. Please don't take his picture. I'm trying not to get any more famous. All right, but now this vacuum that happens, you come up and then it's like the uh, excitement and then oh. air gets sucked out of the room. Are you still? Okay. Oh, really? I yeah, 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 yeah. Like, okay, what fix it. Would, 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 tell us something. If yeah, we ask you a question, it. answer it. You know, like, would, oh, yeah, I can do that. All okay, right. cool. Do you, how, do you have, still have a big chunk of that money? I've got lots of money. You do have lots of money. Yeah. What do you do I every day? Fancy feasts. <laughs> <laughs> the cat food? <laughs> that that's also a brand of cat food. <laughs> Nothing gets by BJ. What, what time do you wake up in the morning, BJ? This morning I woke up at 7 a.m. What? With the sun. What, what, what was first on your agenda this morning, BJ? I had to move my car. It was parked. You have a car. <laughs> yeah. It's a Chrysler LeBaron. It's red. It's a convertible. A I don't know LeBaron. how to put the top up. Chrysler LeBaron. Yeah. It's parked outside. So you have, like, a driver's license and everything. Yeah, it's inside that frog. It's back there. I, I keep forgetting to bring the frog every time I come up here, but it's back there. If someone can grab it and throw it up here, I'll... We'll take your word for it. Yeah, Just take my word for it. You have a frog-shaped wallet or, or satchel, probably. I... Exactly. Don't take the magic away from him, Dan. Um, yeah. Uh, what, uh, what, what, what yep. did you, what, what do you, do you, do you want, do you like people? I love, people? Yeah, like in general? In general, I like people. I just don't like when they ask me questions or tell me stories. No. So, so then why did you come up on stage? I'm just kidding. Why do you I'm dress the way you people. dress if you don't like questions? That's a terrible, that's, that's a terrible choice to make. That was a joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I just, I, it's, I, I took it, that's from my friend Frankie Tartaglia. I have to give him credit. Didn't come up with that. I actually like people. I, I, you know, I thought that was funny. All right, Camille. When they you get three, you get three, you get three questions to BJ. Oh, to like, try, a, like to, a troll under a you bridge. You get to pick three questions to, to try to. 
<laughs> yeah, a lot like that. <laughs> to try to crack that nut, to try to get inside the shell, of, to, 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 to learn something about Bijou. All right. What, what, what are the three nuts? questions? Three, three questions, yeah. and you will answer them? Yes. Okay. Uh, when was the last time you cried? The last time I cried. I'll tell you the last time I cried. If you, okay. if you tell No, no, no. You answer first. Because <laughs> okay. if I tell mine, then you're not going to answer yours. You don't have to answer it. Um, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be real. I think the last time I okay. cried was um, breaking up with my ex-girlfriend. Okay, when was that? Uh, it was... Like how long ago? Well, it was like a, it was like a few months ago. Okay, all right. Do you want me to... If you are comfortable... Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, this is going to be such a shitty answer, but I, I did cry looking at some of the paintings in the Louvre. I got yeah. like... I no really shit? Did. Really? Yeah. Really? Well, I saw this one, and it was this gorgeous, huge... I didn't even look up the name of the painting or the guy, because I just didn't want to look him up, and then people are like, oh, he's a hack, you know? I wanted to like, <laughs> have that experience, but it said that it took him five years to finish it, and I just started the moment where it was like five years, and he was like the last one. He's like, I'm done. And it's this beautiful big painting, and that moment where he's like... This is what I did. You're, you're I crying it. now? You're getting choked up now, for real, right? You, well, just a little bit. I mean, it's just really, um, you know, seeing all these people, like, uh, doing all this wonderful, beautiful stuff. It was very affecting. I was very affected ah, the amazing. entire time I went to all... I think, I, that, to, I think that's what's missing from my life, is any kind of, like... I was just, like, was like yelling at Aaron tonight about about yelling at some kid on the internet, about, about yelling at, at Sony, about ye- getting yelled at, about yelling, about not being appreciated, about some... TV show that I'm making, I bet. Well, but that's I need, how I, need, I, I, need, am I, need, too. I need to like go and look at a painting. I'd probably burst into tears myself. I'd probably rip my yeah. own head off. Yeah, I mean, I'm very preoccupied. Like, I'm not like a, you know, I, I'm angry, you know. But um, and then when I saw the statue of David, this is true. I went saw the statue of David. It's beautiful. It's huge and perfect. It's beautiful. And then this is true. I saw. Then I read that he had finished sculpting it at the age of 29. And face sculpting, and this is true, I logged, the first thing I did, I logged under the wireless at the museum, and I canceled my pre-order of GTA 5. <laughs> <laughs> For real? Yeah. <laughs> and, but, but Kumail, I will say, in your defense, back then, yeah, it, <laughs> a, a slab of marble was, was a video game. <laughs> Well, I guess you know what David is my GTA Five. You're right. I'll, I, that's, that's just him killing time. I, I went into the um, in Florence to the um, the, Uf- the Uffizi Gallery where, where um, yeah, it's Bot- beautiful. Botticelli's uh, Primavera is uh, well, you know, which is Venus in the half shell, and uh, and you see building a room after room after room after room after room of just the things that you were allowed to paint back then which is religious themes you just see Jesus and Mary Mary and Jesus yeah. the Annunciation and the Assumption and this and that and you see Jesus the Mary, Assumption yeah. uh, I, don't, I, I don't know if that's a real thing it's just it's, funny it's to me the, it's, it's, it'd be a funny like fake yeah, thing yeah. the yeah. Assumption where, yeah right, that would be where, yeah. where it's, it's a painting of a guy it's like Jesus just walked by him at, uh, uh, outside an ice cream shop and the painting is capturing the moment of him going nah <laughs> I bet that looked a lot like him at Pinkberry <laughs> Earlier tonight, but you see, like you see all this stuff, and it's all it's all biblical, 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 biblical. It was illegal, basically, to paint anything else. That's and then you walk into a room, and I think it was for it was for one of the Medici's or something like that. And, and there was a privately com- commissioned thing that was humanist. It was like uh, mythology stuff, which is naked people. Uh, that weren't in the Bible, which is, you know, like punk rock as can be. And you walk in and you see a naked woman with sprites and cherubs and stuff. And it's human nudity. And I just, like, 
plopped down in my chair, and it was like like hearing like like what like you know, like what like what a seminal rock and roll record would have been if you listened to Lawrence Welk all your life. Like oh Jesus Christ! Like yeah. Uh, like never mind the bollocks is playing. Like it's a, but it's also it's 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 beautiful. And I sat there, and there was two other people in that room. There was a lot of people milling about, but there was two other people. There was an older woman and a younger woman, and everyone, the, the three of us, like after sitting there for about fifteen minutes, looked at each other, and we were all like not crying, but like all teared up. Yeah. And we all looked at each other and just gave each other a look like. Jesus Christ! Like, and we had just this moment, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, I know." And we just sat there and just, and just dug it for a while. But like, and like, I've had this experience where I, I've turned a corner in a, in a museum in Cleveland one time and saw a Cezanne painting that was half finished. And what made me cry is you could see oh, his yeah. thumbprint on it, and it was the most it was the most beautiful drawing I've ever seen. And it was half finished. And you could see he just gave up on it. And I just was, I just like, it's like it completely came apart. Crying. When you see the David, there's like a, there's like six other huge marble blocks that uh, Da Vinci never finished. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that Michelangelo walked, never finished. She walked down the hallway. Yeah, so it's all these blocks that, uh, and so it looks like these figures are trying to escape from these blocks. It's Wait, he really, had like David prototypes. Is that what you're describing? No, he after <clears throat> the David. This is the crazy thing. After the David, he was commissioned to make like these six other ones. And halfway through, this is true, the funding fell through. So when you feel bad about, like, a guy who made a great movie, like, he can't get another movie made, that movie was great. Uh, The guy who made the statue of David (laughs) couldn't get his next statue done. So it's like six of these, and it's all like these blocks and these characters, like, that he's sort of carved, but not finished, so they look like they're trying to escape from this Well, I believe it was Michelangelo. I think, and somebody who's an art student, correct me if I'm wrong, but I love when geniuses describe the way they're geniuses, like Bobby Fischer the way he talks about chess. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michelangelo like, said... Uh, that, that there, God put the image inside this block of marble. All I, all, I have just the, the, the shitty task of removing the excess. Well, know? that's the thing is that if, someone, if I was a guy who was like, give me a tip on sculpting and he said that, I'm, I'd be like, you don't have to be a dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Like, that, that's the thing that drives me crazy is like, I, 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 like, I want to I talk about like, like how passionate I am about like, you know, making stuff, but you do, like, like, when you run it through your head, because it does sound like stuff like that. Like, 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 you yeah. get, and, and you're like, like oh, I'm just going to sound like a, the biggest dick in the world. Yeah, that's why but, I but like, it's the most selfless stuff because you're like, oh, shit. Like, what are you going to say? Like, God wrote Community Episode 4 in Season 2, you know? Like, 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 like it's not me. It's God. Like, like, but yeah. the, the thing that you want to communicate, though, is the rapture, like, of, like, the, the, the idea that, 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 that there's a creative dimension. I think Campbell talked about that there's, there's shit outside of you that's already done and that, and that you're, you're like, like you get to participate. Yeah, you in grab the, it from the ether. Like, 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 you're just like this weird splotch of iodine that just gets thrown onto a microscope slide and reveals this thing that was already there. And like, you're just, you, you might be a, a hack, like a good, like, you know, it's like some middle of the road guy, like maybe just doing a, a sitcom. You might be making like an industrial training video and so in Pittsburgh about how to screw in a light bulb without getting electrocuted. You might be doing the Sistine Chapel. Like, it's different, different kinds of iodine, but like, you're, it's all part of this. Like, you're just getting like. Splats, but you know, but it's like it's the it's like mostly frustration. It's mostly incompletion. It's like I, 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 I'm not I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and then like one second every five years of like yeah. oh, splat. Yeah. Like, I, I, I did it. I, I, I arrived. I, I'm, I'm a sperm cell that got annihilated by this egg, and I someone else gets a baby. And that's what's wonderful about being at the Louvre is that it's all those splats one after the other. The hard thing, yeah, and they're I, collecting I all yeah, of all the, those splats. Yeah. I never. I never I never thought about it that way. It was like a, a museum. It's like a big collection of, of, <laughs> like a of really of good paintings. 
Dan, you went, you, episode 72, Dan Harmon realizes what art is and why museums are important. What, what was Won't hard, you take a listen? Uh, what was hard for me was, so I don't know anything about painting, but I was there and I was having, I was having real connection to it. Real, and I realized like uh, music and painting are things that you can really get someone in the split second and just grab them emotionally. With writing, which is you know what we do, there's, a, there's an intellectual component to it, so there's a little bit more processing going on. But with music or, or art, it can be so um, almost animalistic. It feels like when you get it, like grab something inside you, no matter what your background is, and you just like have this, you know, it really resonates. I, I was kind of like a little bummed out seeing all this stuff and being like, I'll never do any of this. I mean, it's not, it's not fair. It's, it's amazing that it resonates. I, mean, I, think, I think the one thing you should take away from it as a pep talk, as an individual creative to another, is that you're you're a, a attuned enough antenna that you that that brought tears to you is a good sign. You're not supposed to you're not supposed to walk in there and go like let's find out how I hold up. Like, like, I know. You're one, I know. Like, it's one the one worst man, bar like, to try and clear. <laughs> you're like, all like right, this. Da Vinci. Let's see what you got. <laughs> but also like all right, Da Vinci on your best day. Like yeah. not Da Vinci at an open mic working his shit out. Like nah. well, what's also crazy is Da Vinci was a scientist, and after he died, they found plans for a helicopter and for solar. But also for AIDS. Also for AIDS. <laughs> they Listen, suppressed it. Bit from column A. People think that B. Da Vinci's so amazing. The helicopter, the jetpack, AIDS. <laughs> he designed AIDS, and yep. every, no one will acknowledge that. Are you, are, are you jib jabbing Da Vinci? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is sacred. <laughs> Wolf Blitzer. He had little sketches of AIDS. But it really is. <laughs> Like he was like a next to the next to the spiral helicopter. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I want to go back, Camille, to the unfinished because uh, I, I was in that same room at the at the uh, academia. Did you see those? Yeah. Academia, and you see those, and it's really like you see you, they do seem to be frozen in, in ice or emerging un- unsuccessfully. It's very but, visceral seeing it. But, like, to lose funding, they already bought the marble. <laughs> oh, well, I, I bet that's what those rich fuckers were betting on, though. That's the thing that makes me happy about hearing about the half-finished David is that he had the balls to walk away. Like, like, yeah. like, 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 fuck you. Fuck you, man. Like, I bet that's what they thought. They're like, they, they, they probably, like, bet on his craftsmanship. Like, yeah. like, like, well, why don't you just finish it anyway? I'm, I'm working on getting a loan. And he's like, fuck you. I'll go carve another yeah. rock. Yeah, he was like, shit. I'll go make the Sistine Chapel in Rome. And then he fucking did that. Because I saw the David, and I was like, all right, everyone can have one great day. What else you got? and you see the Sistine Chapel you're like oh okay also this <laughs> also this Sistine, Sistine Chapel got me too I looked yeah, up at the Sistine and there's one uh, like there's the there's the uh, what's it the uh the, day of ju- the Judgment Day on one wall, and then you have the uh, God and Adam up there. The Which you, you, that's the one you see a lot, but that's like one fiftieth yeah. of the whole then thing. Aligning it are these giant curved parts along the sides, like yeah. the railings of the, of the chapel, and they're huge. And he painted upside down on a curved surface things that read absolutely two dimensionally, like they don't look curved, and they still look three dimensional surfaces. Yeah. And that, like, that was just demoralizing. Like that's yeah. unbelievable. But I heard he he stole a lot of that stuff from the. <laughs> floor. <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize. You, know, you never look down when you go into that place, but it's... He's, he took that. Yeah, there's yeah, a guy yeah. named Harold Johnson that did the Sistine floor, and it's gorgeous. And he That's, did it first. They it, did the floor first. It looks like perfect rectangles. <laughs> That's what my friend was telling me. You know, I went to the Louvre, and she was telling me, like, what to go see, and she was like, and then go see the Mona Lisa, which is fine. And I was like, you just whatever the Mona Lisa, and I don't, now I don't feel as bad about some of the comments that people make about me online. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because people are looking at the they Mona should, Lisa. Yeah, going, they should have a comment section under the page. That oh, would be yeah. A, that would be an amazing oh spiritual journey. Yeah. You just go and there's like, like, yeah, there'd just be some guy who goes, seems kind of racist, you know, like under something. And yeah. like, oh, that, just everyone's I saw the Mona Lisa. It's, it's really small. <laughs> Dude, people said that to yeah, me. Yeah. It's really small. I was like. But that should make it better. It's the biggest, yeah. it's, the, it's the most well known portrait of, of all time. It's too and small. It's, it's a postage stamp, but that's even better. Yeah, yeah well, I just think, like, uh, whatever. <laughs> People said that to me. Like, is she smiling or not? I can't even tell. <laughs> yeah. That, like, really Will got Will she? Me. Won't she? <laughs> Guys, I have one word for you. Museum of Jurassic Technology. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> hey, don't talk unless you have a microphone. So, is that, uh, wait. Museum of Jurassic... <laughs> Do you want to explain what that... Have you been to the Museum of Jurassic Technology? Yeah, I've heard about it. It's like an art installation. It's not real, like... That real Jurassic technology. Yeah, it's like, it's... Uh, yeah. It's an art installation. Why do you love it? Have you been to the roof? No. Whenever you go to a building, check out the roof first. <laughs> when you get there, BJ will be there. <laughs> and he will give you some pink berry. Uh. And give you your next clue. Why? <laughs> Not everything is the amazing race, bro. Uh, he, <laughs> he's, he's been corrupted by the amazing race. Yeah, he thinks life is like, all right. Uh, Where's my next clue? When was the last time you cried? When's the last time I cried? I cry. I, 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 the answer will be absolutely unacceptable because the answer will definitely be because I'm working on community. It'll be because while well, I was breaking a story of my own about my show about people going to a community college. But I cry. I have a. I, I, I cry when uh, a story works. I just. I, it's not. It's a. It's like I'll. I'll be going like. And it, it's a really embarrassing sometimes. Like like if I'm in a room full of writers and then like I'm, I'll go like. Uh, well, it's like. Um, you know, um, and that, oh, no, no, that works perfectly because then Troy has to say goodbye to Abed, but then, uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll like, I'll, I'll like, I'll like, just like, I'll hear my voice doing that, and like, I feel the, but it's, it doesn't, you know, that's a bad example because that sounds sad, like, like but like, it's happening it, it, right it, now a little bit. Well, because right I can remember, it. I can have sense memory of like what it feels like for a story awesome. to finally, something that is not yielding, you know, something that, because, um, Stories like like when you're when you're working on them, you're working on this thing as I've talked about that it's like oh it's just not it it's 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 kind of like like uh uh I don't know like 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 some sappy movie about a kid and a horse or something and it's like the horse doesn't want to eat out of the kid's hand or something because it's like so it's like this miraculous moment when this thing is behaving properly uh, because it's finally chosen you and it wants to do something and you're like like Jesus fucking Christ I've been like 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 the the, the pain that I've gone through uh uh and you you like like it, it, yeah that's it it's just it's just, it's an emotional reaction it's sort of like there's a salt water squirting out of your eyes E, 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 whether whether what you specifically bro- broke was a truly sad moment about a character loving his father or something, or just a fart joke, like it could really, if it clicks, it kind of like is an emotional experience for me. Catharsis. Uh, catharsis, yes. Just yell anything out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying up here, and he just guys just yeah, c- connecting dots verbally. That is, like, that's what made me cry about that painting was that moment when it, like, finally is, like, oh, I'm done. And that's what you're talking about is that moment where you're, like, I mean, there's a lot more work to do, but where you're, like, oh, I did something. And yeah. this is, it, this works, and it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. 
It doesn't even have to. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, I, I, I remember. I wish I could. I wish I could store all that information so I could study it because, like, would 80, 80 plus whatever episodes of, of community going through that process every time there's been so many so many wasted tears so, yeah. <laughs> so many times when it's been like we got it we got it and like like feeling so good about something that ends up being like ah oh, shit this doesn't work you know it's it's funny like 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 we toil yeah. at the feet of this thing that just taunts us you know uh jeff do you want to answer uh, about crying yeah i took this huge shit <laughs> Jeff was like, I looked and it was 9-11 and I cried. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I cried today, uh, right before I came here. Uh, I, was, uh, I cry about music a lot. I cry, I'm a crier. I, I'll cry oh, okay. movies. Uh, I'll cry, like, weather. Like, I get, like, kind of overwhelmed by things. Like, if something strikes me as incredibly singular, um, I just get really, like, overcome by stuff. I've, I've always been one of those people, like, if I get... Yelled at like, 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 when I was like bossed around on the playground. Like when I get angry, I think Dan, we had the same thing. When you oh, get, ang- you, you, you get okay. angry, I, my, my emotions well up and tears start falling. Yeah. So like, I cry happy more than I cry sad, but, but I cry happy all the time. So today there's a song called "She" by Charles Aznavour. Elvis Costello covered it. And oh yeah, I've Jeff, heard the Elvis Costello version. Yeah, it's Jeff, amazing. Jeff Lynne did an awesome version of it. And there's a lyric at the end of that that's just like I can't. I, I just was singing it in my apartment. And I get to the end of it, and I just I, I can't even talk. I can't sing it. I can't even like I, like my my throat closes up, and it just makes me start crying. And what it is, it's just it's just beautifully written, and it yeah. it, it expresses it. It's a little turn that it makes, where it's, it's like it's not she 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 she. When it goes to me, then he goes me. I'll take her laughter and her tears and make them all my souvenirs. And like when it becomes about like. Like, like this is the effect that she has on me. Yeah. Then it becomes way more about she, and that every just like every time. There's a lot of songs I'll sing in the shower and stuff like that. All of a sudden, I'll just like, I just have to stop, and I, I realize I'm just like I'm sobbing. Like like a music overwhelms me all the time. Do you the, the album that always makes me cry is? Do you guys know Warren Zevon? Warren Zevon, uh, and you know, everyone knows Werewolves of London I, and I, stuff. Actually, I almost played a Warren Zevon song. Tonight. His his last he found out he was going to die of lung cancer. And he had three months to live, and he was like, I got to make a fucking album before I die. So this album is his like goodbye to the world. It's called The Wind. And it is, it's so beautiful because you could hear that his, he's very weak and he has such a great, like, he's so at peace with it. Like when he did the press conference to announce that he was going to die in three months, he said, in his press conference, he said, I just want to live long enough to see the new Bond movie. I hear they're taking it in a new direction. <laughs> no pressure. And that was Casino Royale, so <laughs> they did. They took it in a new direction. Yeah, he must have really. Yeah, special thanks, Warren Zima. <laughs> but that album was really, really good. There's this album, uh, one song called Keep Me In Your Heart for a While, which is like, it's not like a grand thing. It's like, I'm going to die soon. Just keep me in your heart for a while, you know, just for a little bit, and then yeah. whatever. Like, think of me every now and then. It's a really wonderful You're album. not finding, uh, like, I'll, I have a really crazy memory for lyrics. I remember songs I learned when I was a little kid. Like, I did a lot of musical theater. I know all the I. I know all the lyrics. The A B C D song. I know that one. Yeah. Twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> same, same melody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is somebody should get sued. Uh, <laughs> but like going back and listening to songs that you learned when you were a kid and you didn't really know what the meaning was about it, and they, 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 all of a sudden these like those little epiphanies, like oh, 
That's what it's about. Like, yeah. like the, those moments really like hit me right in the old. I was a little kid and I loved four weddings and a funeral. And it wasn't until the tenth time I watched it that I realized that those two characters were gay, and that like changed my life. I was like, I guess they're not so bad. Because it's true. Like you know, grew up very homophobic and stuff. Because very religious and so. But that was part of the reason watching that movie. I was like, oh okay, that's you know, people do whatever they want. I was watching West Side Story on TCM like a few months ago, and. I, I cried, like, openly, uh, alone at my place, but not at one of the sad songs, at I Want to Be in America. <laughs> you know why? Because it's a fucking good number. It's a fucking good song. Which one? Uh, I Want to Be in America. Okay, so I to be in America. It's fucking good. And the guy that plays, who's the, who's the sexy dude, the, like, the, what's his name? Bernardo. Bernardo. He's, he fucking rules. He's so good. And the, and the music is great. And, uh, like, uh, what's her name? Cheetah Rivera. Like, like uh, it's just so good. And like, it's just like a triumphant moment. Like, there's like little things like that. You go, like, that really fucking came together. There's a bunch of, that, that's 200 people making something happen. That, that's another thing that always gets me is like, um, is when it's humanity working as one thing. Like I went to a space shuttle launch and it's moving. Yeah. Like, like there's six people on that fucking thing. Yeah. And like it's like my, I, I just just sobbing, crying. Yeah. And it was a guy next to me, and he's a colonel uh, in the Air Force, and he was sobbing, crying. He had a friend on board that thing. I thought he was. Gonna, he turns to you, suck it up, pussy. <laughs> Let's get this bird in the air. Yeah. We're not going to do it with your tears. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's standing next to me. I knew, like, he, we had talked about it before. He goes, he, he's got a buddy on board this thing. It was, like, the last launch of Atlantis, I think, or second to last. Supposed to be the last. But they, they added one more, I think. And so when it went up, I was just, like, my jaw hit my chest, and I was just streaming. Not, like, <laughs> crying. Yeah. Just a steady flow of tears. Like, I've never really cried like that. It was just complete awe. I mean, it's crazy to think that, you know, this, uh, billions of years ago, the sun supernovas and, like, one piece of dust or whatever settles where Earth is and it just happens to spin and cool. The hot gases spin and spin for eons and then they cool and it sort of forms out and it just happens to be habitable. Cut to us, like, launching shit into space. And next to me is this guy who looks like the great Santini. He's, just, he's, just, you know, he's, like, he's, this, like, he's a badass, you know, pilot, test pilot, tough guy, ex-astronaut. And, and I know he's got a buddy on board, but he's being very sang froid about it, and you know, very like. You know, and he was saying like, you know, people don't really cheer. It's like just so you know, when it launches, a lot of people cheer, but the people that have been to these before, they don't cheer until the solid rocket boosters detach. Sure. Because when those are still lit and they're still attached to it, anything can go wrong, and there's no way to abort it. Uh, once they release, there's a possible way if things go wrong to, to have them return to the land. Yeah, I mean, site. they're going into space against God. Yeah, and, they're, and, 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 and things can go wrong. And they're, they're, strapped, they're strapped to a bomb that they can't turn off until those run off. And like once the SRB is detached, then there's a way for them to nose over and do a return to landing site, which has never been done, thank God. Did you tell him that there's a traditional, like, there's things that can go wrong when you're telling people how to cheer? I was asking him a million questions. Oh, okay. and, and I, I wanted to know so everything. That was Solicited. I'm sorry. No. I just no, no, he, 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 yeah. he was just saying like like I, I said how many of these you've been to. Then I find out that he is a pilot and that he's got a buddy on board. So and I was just like, like were you here for uh, uh, the uh, Challenger? He goes, yes, I was. I go, what was that like? We talked about that. Oh my god! And, and so that's when he's saying it's like since then we don't cheer until the SRBs are uh, are released. And I go, oh, yeah, that's, wow. And so when I was having my own moments, and I'm filming it sh- sh- very poorly on my, uh, on my iPhone, we're just like not looking through it, but it's like holding it up kind of in the direction of it. And I'm crying. And I look over, the thing that got me, I mean, among all the things, was this guy was going, go Atlantis, go Atlantis. <laughs> like crying. Yeah. He's like, make it, 
And everybody there, so I'll start crying now. Yeah. It's, it's friends and family going, fucking get those yeah. fucking solid rocket boosters off yeah. and make it. And it was just like, there's something incredibly, like, you know, like, I, 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 we get so irritated by little things humans do, and I'm such a road ragey, you know, cock on the road and stuff like that. Everything's irritable, and Rush can go fuck themselves, and what's <laughs> Blitzer? But, but like, you know what? Rush can go fuck I know, himself. I know. Oh, boy. But, but the thing is, like, the beauty of, like, it, it doesn't have to be people going into space, which is the yeah. craziest thing in the world, but it's just crazy to go, like, like it, it's, it, it's a very human moment where I just go, like, like we're awesome. Like, we're really cool. Yeah. And we have so much mental capacity. And it's very difficult to do all the things we do. I don't know how you put lead in the fucking pencil. Like, but like, uh, but there's, there's heroic shit that goes on to every little thing that we do. And it doesn't have to be going into space to make you realize that. But there's so much natural heroism that that's the stuff that always gets me. And then you realize how, how brief it all is. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the, the beauty of it. Like, yeah. So that's why sunsets are set. You know, it's, yeah, it's like one day closer to death. It really is. I think that's genuinely part of the reason why. Like, I think seasons are very, like, uh, I always connected to seasons when I, you know, when I was in Chicago and stuff. And I feel like part of the reason that California, people can be so cocky and get all that work done and stuff is like, they don't see seasons. They don't see like life dying and coming back and dying and coming back. So then one day they look in the mirror and they're like, I look slightly old. What the fuck happened? And then they get like work done and stuff. And I really think <laughs> seasons give you perspective that like, you know, we sort of don't have sometimes. I have a quite I was thinking about this today. This is slightly off topic, but not really. Everyone knows off the topic. F- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all know who the first man on the moon was. How many people know who the first man in space was? Okay, like four people. His name's Yuri Gagarin, and just because he was Russian, we don't hear about him as much. To me, that's really sad, because that's something, again, that humanity did. It was in the fucking 60s. The first man in space. Everyone should know his name. And we don't know it just because it's a Russian, and they didn't like Russia back then. It's like, it's like, it like bums me out. Oh. Yes. And, and Anatoly, have you met Anatoly? Was he here when you, before you yes, left? Yes, I've met Anatoly. Yeah, our, our, res, our resident Russian. <laughs> about Gagarin, uh, mostly uh, actually about me. Uh, Gagarin. <laughs> I knew it. This is the least surprising thing. <laughs> uh, Gagarin, uh, he was studying in a city where I grew up. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, see, so obviously four people raised their hands. One of them was the guy who grew up in the same city as him. That, yeah. That's the name that is, we should is, know is, and celebrate. Are there big statues of him in town? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's great. Like, uh, that's it's him punching Neil Armstrong in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think everybody knows Yuri Gagarin was the first guy in space. I think maybe they, the, because you asked it that way, people... Oh, is that right? People paused most and people was like, know? maybe it wasn't Yuri Gagarin. Most, a lot of people didn't no? know. Right. Well, because I grew up during the, you know, when I learned that it was the Cold War, so we were supposed to. If by that argument, maybe they maybe they're just past it. They're like space. Fuck that. I don't yeah, know. Maybe that, that, that is a bummer that that wouldn't have happened. What about that dog? The first thing it was a Russian dog, right? Laika. Laika. No, it, it was two dogs, and uh, mm-hmm. they were called Belka and Strelka. The, 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 those really? Dogs. Yeah, yeah. You made a thing that goes into space. You could name dogs two different things: Rover and Schmover. 
Uh, now those dogs, Anatoly. I'm asking him like, like he was there. Um, like, those when I those dogs, they didn't come back, right? There's no like. Can you imagine those dogs? Like they're well trained enough that they're like. I mean, they're, 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 I imagine those are the best dogs on the planet. Like the best oh, yeah. dogs, and they're like, yeah. okay, all right, whatever you want, okay. boss. I have a question because uh, we know that, like for all this, uh, the American Space Program. I forget what the number is, but it's like it's below twenty, I think, of the number of people that have died in the American Space Program. Or something you know the, 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 the two shuttle things and the guys at the, in the beginning of the Apollo um, how many Russian like cosmonauts died do you know because they, 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 I mean, does that because they don't release that? I mean, yeah, I, I, so, some fuckers died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like we, we don't. Like, I don't know the number. That'd be interesting to find out. Like, how, how many? It was people, like twenty some here. Well, what, what's, I, I forget the number, but it's, it's like eighteen or something like that around there of, of Americans that died uh, through our space program, which is pretty crazy when you think like of the amount of like there's been something like one hundred and sixty or seventy or eighty like space shuttle missions or something like that. Well, also, yeah, the amount of people that died making the Golden Gate Bridge, yeah. the, the amount of people that die yeah. uh, from poverty. Uh, you know, is that like, and you'd think fl- yeah. flinging us into the, space the, would have the highest casualty rate. I, th- I think so. I'm, I'm get, again, I'm going to get... Yeah, the, like I'm, looking at the moon and being like, let's go there. <laughs> I, I, people are going to die. I'm going to get all the, the numbers... cause of a lot of death. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to get all the numbers wrong, so forgive me. But like, I think like maybe seven people died in the construction of the Golden Gate Bridge, which was considered an engineering marvel. Because sure. the, the rule of thumb back then was one person dead for every hundred foot of span. Uh, like that, that was considered like like feasible and like okay insurance wise and stuff like that. The fact that like only seven people died and how how like thirteen hundred feet or whatever, not more than that, it's way more than that. It's like like that that was considered like we did it. And we're like we put fuckers in the moon and like when only three people had died. That's, that's well, the, I hate to be cynical, but it's really expensive to kill an astronaut. Like it's it's a lot of training. Yeah, yeah. A poor guy can die making a bridge, and that's 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 what it is. That's my point. That's why I'm over and I'm ranting about you know. That's a danger of capitalism. The idea that a dollar is worth something is great and gets all kinds of shit done. The idea, but but un unfucking capped uh, without some rule above it that the human that a human life is 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 absolutely like not only worth more than anything, but that the president's human life is actually worth as much as we can get wrap our brain around this. The president's human life is worth the exact same amount as like the guy whose breath is terrible uh, the, in the cubicle next to you and the guy that that looks creepy outside the Seven Eleven. Like you don't you don't have to want to be his best friend but the idea that his human life is actually it's all equivalent like that all we have to do is put that in place over capitalism let capitalism run under it you wouldn't have stuff like that <laughs> uh, okay uh, by the way Anatoly's wearing the cat shirt from the sexy guy uh, uh, Any, anybody week. else wearing the cat shirt from last week no just one uh, what's the cat shirt story <laughs> there was a gentleman named Andrew is Andrew here no, a, a guy was uh, last week. We uh, we mentioned him. Because he just he, goes to different cities trying he, to get people to wear that shirt. He was in the front row, and he was in a he was in a wheelchair with with uh, like uh, arm brace crutches, and he had that shirt on. So we started talking to him, and he has Tourette's, and he's kind of got a spinal thing for eleven years. And we talked to him, and uh, Aaron fell in love with his cat shirts, and so it's, be- it's become something of a craze online. All oh right. wow, that's cool. We've run rampant. BJ, do you know where we are? Yeah, cat shirts. Okay. Uh, oh, it's, t- it's time to bring Spencer out for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, t- we had a lot of catching up to do. I'll be, I'll be, I'm, I'm curious to find out on Reddit whether this is the best or worst episode in a while. It's had a lot of stuff. Yeah. This episode has had everything. But I think, you know, I, I, I think that we've settled into an audience... 
the where it's like the what my my mom would listen to the Home Shopping Network while she sewed uh, in the in the 80s. I would come home from school. My mom wasn't buying anything because we were poor, but she'd sit there and sew stuff, and she would have the Home Shopping Network on because she had grown addicted to the voices. This is the people like, oh, Diane is. She gives you a toot every time you order a bracelet. You know, it's, she's just listening to Diane talk uh-huh. about. It's like yeah. if you listen to people for hours a day, you think you think that's what we've been reduced to. <laughs> it's not reduced, elevated to. We're in their homes, we're in their lives, we're their family. If I cut my finger right now, someone in Illinois would be like, oh, he cut his finger. Also, oh, they are listening. It's not just that they're listening to the sounds that our voices make. Right. No, they're, yeah, they're They're listening. engaged, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, hi, Diane in Illinois. Are you, are, you, are you chopping your salad? Hey, Gary, g- g- drive safe this morning. <laughs> All right, Kamel, two spe- speed round. You have two, uh, two BJ questions oh, left. Oh, shit. Two, that was the first question. Speed round. <laughs> hi, hi, Spencer. How are you? Hey, guys. <laughs> Hey, Spencer. Hi, continue. <laughs> Do you want to answer the question? No. You don't have to. No, okay. continue. You never cry. Two quick questions. Uh, do you believe in God? Uh-huh. Yes? And... I also cried during that Home Depot video where the guy's proposing to that other guy. Oh, yeah. Well, What's I, don't the, oh, I don't know this video. So sad. How's it go? He's like... <laughs> <laughs> He's demonstrating the... I have to come up with you? <laughs> He's and then imagine all these people are dancing, and you're the guy, okay? And then, wait, no, I should be the guy. You should be the guy who's proposing to me. <laughs> wait, you, you did improv? I'm the guy or the girl? You're a guy. Okay. And I'm another guy. Right. We're in Home Depot. Okay. All of our friends are back here dancing. They're all dancing at the Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, a bunch of kids walk in with iPads and start pulling them up. Like, so look, here's someone you know who's face chatting you from somewhere else in America or in the, around the world. And you're like, oh, hi, relatives. Hey, good to see you on the iPad. And then your fiancé guy walks up and is like... Your fiancé guy walks up? <laughs> oh. Come to, come, come on. Okay. <laughs> You've made me so happy. Will you make the rest of my life the happiest life that I will ever have? I do. <laughs> Jeff and BJ are both really actually crying. You just gave me your Home Depot card? What is this? BJ, everybody. Thank you, sir. Magic. This episode of Harmontown is brought to you by Fulton and Rourke. Jeff, you're sick of uh, spilling all your colognes all over the place. You hate liquid colognes. Is that correct? It's my nemesis. It's, I, it's, it's the thing that gives me nightmare dreams all night long. I can't remember how many times I've walked in on you just, just covered in sticky, wet cologne. I have traveled and broken a bottle of the cologne that I wear, and then my luggage smells like a French whorehouse for the rest of time. Yeah. 
But Fulton & Rourke is a men's fragrance and grooming company that specializes in solid colognes, shave, and shower products, all designed to make getting ready easier and more enjoyable. Now, when you say solid colognes, do you mean like solid in the jazz sense? Like, wow, that would... That- Jazz solo was solid. You know, I do mean that, but I also mean physically solid as well. Oh, like a little, like you're talking about a wax-based cologne that travels in a little small package that I, I can't spill all over my luggage and smell like a Mexican tit house. So these are travel-friendly, wax-based colognes that can go anywhere? Plus, there's nothing to break or spill, and of course, they all smell fantastic. Fantastic. Like a Mexican tit house. <laughs> I mean... There's there's different levels of Mexican tit house. I mean, there's 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 the high quality ones. There's the ones that you wish you didn't go to. Right. Yeah. Tit house fantasticos. <laughs> Is one of their fragrances called Mexican tit house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> que fantastico. <laughs> Fulton & Works bar soap is designed to exfoliate the skin with or without a washcloth. Also, you don't even have to touch it. It comes and does it in the night. Well, <laughs> that's amazing. That's that's literally unbelievable. Did you know, Spencer, that GQ magazine just named their shave cream the very best on the market today? Well, yeah, of course I knew that. Why would you, why would you ask? I mean, who am I asking? I mean, this guy, you go to his house, it's like an episode of Hoarders. So many back issues of GQ magazine there. Right, and I got to tell you, my house is made out of bricks of cologne. Wax-based cologne, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Try it yourself at FultonandRourke.com and save 15% off your purchase by using the code FERAL, F-E-R-A-L, at checkout. That's FERAL at checkout. Smell good for once, you fucking bums. Fulton and Rourke, get your smelling good. (laughs) Fulton and Rourke, time to get your stink on. Off. (laughs) Get your bad stink off and get your good stink on. Fulton and Rourke, not by Menon. (laughs) Different Corporation by Fulton and Rourke. Let's bring Aaron McGathy up to the stage. Aaron, I got a I got a little teared up. If that if I'm I'm interpreting that correctly, there's a it's a viral video of a of a it's a it's a same sex cu- uh, couple uh, proposal. Uh, the the uh, it certainly wasn't our reenactment. Yeah, it did make me sad because it felt like a little golden railroad spike. Like, I imagine my mom watching that then, you know, and going like, oh, you know, that's how you win. That's how you, that's the, those are the victories. When my mom goes like, oh, they're just like us. You know, like, that makes me cry. It's like, yeah. like the, seeing the yeah. romance. If you could drag your mom to a gay wedding, it, yeah. this, this issue would be over. Like, because believe me, they're more romantic than, yeah. We've talked about it. All right. Hello, Aaron. Hi. <laughs> Did you get your hair okay. colored? Is that, new, is that new hair? Yeah, it's a little too purpley. I like it. It looks good. Oh, I thanks, Jeff. Purpley. Oh, it thank you. Good. It's like yeah, it it's worked. Right. <laughs> 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 well, I feel like a fool now. <laughs> All right, real quick because we're getting late on time. Aaron, last time you cried. Um, I mean, I, I cry all the time. I, I, all constantly. The last, the last time I really sobbed was watching the, uh, the Stella sisters who are on Nashville. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this. These two little girls, oh, Lennon and Maisie Stella, they're sisters and they sing a cappella. and the way that they look at it, if I start talking about it, I'll cry. Oh, the way that, oh, two and three. Okay. Little. Okay. But, uh, no, they're, they're like, not they're two they're and like, three. They're, they're six like, and 10 or yeah, somewhere around eight there. Eight and 10. I mean, and they have one where they're, they're playing with like two tins of margarine, like as, as percussion. And they're, they're, they're probably real... in their forties now, but like they've been around. No, oh, okay. not, not literally, but the way that they look at each other as sisters, the way that they admire each other makes me sob, <laughs> but also paintings and 
Yeah. Yeah. Dan, you want to you want to grab the uh, character sheets and let's get this oh, underway. We yeah. have we have precious we little a, time for yeah, Spencer let's and D and D. Lightning through this D and D. Yeah, we got to catch uh, Chris DeBerg up on his uh, recent exploits. Yeah, let's me, uh, tell me real quick what happened. Oh, do you, do you do that? I don't really say any Christberg specific things. I don't think. I think I think you can jump right back in. We have a skeleton. Yeah, sure. Ar- we have a skeleton army. We put on a big dance routine. I was there for that. Oh, you were there for that. Yeah, we, oh, yeah, yeah, I was routine. there for the dance routine. Yeah. So we, we we fought a bunch of blob monsters and gugas and yeah. I think I think it's all pretty self explanatory. <laughs> all right, Spencer. <laughs> what? Take it away. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, you, you have you have a ribbon knife now. Do you know about that? I mean. What? You have a you have a knife that already. You guys. Ha- <laughs> you never have to tie a rope to your dagger again. Oh, I have a new story for the last time I cried. <laughs> oh, okay. On the last episode of Harmontown, our heroes were still in the depths of Admiral Darkstar's Black Keep. After trekking north to lay a final siege on the menacing marauder, our heroes fell prey to Darkstar's illusionary defenses and were trapped within its icy clutches. After reuniting, the party defeated a snowflake imp and then charged up some stairs, encountering a porky demon in front of a room full of buttons. After dispatching the hellish hedgehog, our heroes set to work, pressing buttons and releasing terribly dangerous fluids until they stumbled across one that unleashed the 23 flavors of refreshing satisfaction that is Dr. Pepper. (laughs) Filling the room with Dr. Pepper, our heroes floated up towards a hole in the ceiling in the sticky effervescent embrace of success and the taste that Amazon site reviews call great tasting. The party crawled out of the hole and onto the floor of a great hall in a great metal castle. They were in the Black Keep. But what would they do? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Spencer. Spencer Crinton, as always, brought to you by Dr. Pepper. 100% immersion. I'm just calling it out. Okay. Yeah, so uh, you guys crawl into the hall of a dark keep. Um, after you exit from this hole, you feel the nurturing Dr. Pepper has healed you. You, oh. regain, you regain all your lost hit points. Okay. All right. Wow, I, I feel so refreshed. Me too. I'm more of a Mr. Pip guy. Sorry. It's Pip Extra now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> you guys, Did you hear that? You guys and gal, we finally made it. This is the dark keep. This is the stronghold of Admiral Darkstar. Um, it's quiet. Too quiet. I'm scared. I cast light. It lights up. Wait, what do you cast it on? Mm, uh, my finger. Okay. <laughs> it lights up. Are you holding it to try and look around? Yeah. Okay. Examine my surroundings. You can see there's a large double door to uh, what I'm going to call, for sake of reference, the south of this room. You also see a wooden door on the east and on the west, and there's a staircase leading from the north. Uh, You just crawled out of a hole roughly in the center. Um, Out of the same hole, you see your skeletons that you've been, you know, amassing. They float to the top, and they start (laughs) to pull themselves out of the, the Dr. Pepper. Do, do we still have all 50 of our skeletons? Uh, you, 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 would you like to count them? I, I count skeletons. You only count 46 somehow. Okay. 
you know, you're going to make an omelet. Yeah. R- recount. 46. Okay. I'm sorry, I doubted uh, you. It's okay. I was hoping you were wrong. I didn't want to think. Yeah, what happened? We lost Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Scrooge. (laughs) Fellas, that staircase, I guess, should be the first thing we go, we check out. But behind you, you hear the double doors flying open. Whoa! Out charges a well-armored warrior. His breastplate is dazzling gold, and he wears a great green cape and clutches a blue gem on a rope in one hand. Speaketh your name and intention. I am Lightfinger. <laughs> I don't, he, no, that's not true. My name's Sharpie. I, I, I don't want to start our relationship with a lie. <laughs> As he dashes in the room and looks at your glowing finger, he says, Asmodeus's pissant demons, leave now or die where you stand. No, you ha- no, you no. have us wrong. You have us wrong, my friend. Oh. None of us are pissants. Oh. <laughs> my finger is only illuminated for, from the power of, of, of truth. The devil's illusions work great tricks on my mind. Hey, look into my eyes. Do you see a devil's illusion right now? Yes. Okay, look into my eyes. Do you see a devil's illusion now? I, not as much. Oh, okay. All right, we're... Okay. Uh, All right. We go going. down the circle. We go down the line. I mean... Keep looking in. It's still about the same. <laughs> okay, what does his face look like? He looks, uh, it's, it's gleaming and, and bright. He has uh, like, a, a, like a plus sign that's just glowing on his face. It's weird. <laughs> Listen, how many people have you encountered since, you, it, uh, since your travels here that have told you that they're here to destroy Admiral Darkstar? The last room was full of people such as that. And they turned on you? And I destroyed them. <laughs> okay. Uh, did, you, did you really check your math before you destroyed them? Because You're in the black keep of Admiral Darkstar. That yeah. makes you one of his dark minions. Yeah, but it, no, ha- no, no, it no. Hasn't, hasn't turned out to be that deceptive a place. You know, it's sort of like, hey, I'm in an ice pit. Oh, I'm in a a soda room like we haven't encountered a lot of like holy shit it's my uncle no it's not like, <laughs> that's your experience man <laughs> but yours has been one of like holy shit like a hall of psychological mirrors like you've been running into people that seem like they're cool and then turn out they're not yes and this seems like it's the third in a three trial set no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Are, are, you, are you here, sir, to kill Admiral Darkstar, too? That's why I came to the north. Okay, yeah, team up with us. Ask us questions, right. yeah, and I we'll mean, answer that'll, and our answers will prove that we're not the demons. May I speak on behalf of my friend? We love tying ropes to things. How does your gem rope thing work? <laughs> it looks really cool. Yeah, it looks really, really cool. By the way, I've been thinking about getting one of those plus signs on my head, so... <laughs> That's the mark of my god. Wait, what's your name? My name is Callus the Magnificent. Oh, <laughs> appropriate name, sir. Yeah, yeah. Callus, that, that Callus. doesn't bother me. Well, listen, how many, how many, how many demons have done this? And I get on my knees and I, I, I open my throat to you, sir. Strike me down. Okay. Aye, 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 aye. Uh, okay. Um, uh, can we have a sidebar, Sharpie? No, that's what demons do. No, we gotta, no, no, we, we no, no. owe this guy proof that we're not demons this because he's had two encounters with demons. So okay, now okay. everyone in the world has to bend over backwards for him. <laughs> well, fine, fucking cut my head off or let's move on. Okay, can this, I do? A, this is, can I just do a sense motive on Callus? I mean, sure. Okay, I, I try to sense motive on him. 
His motive is to uh, defeat all the demons and, and Dark Star's reign. So he's a good guy. So as far as I can I'm tell. I'm still doing it. I'm waiting. I mean, <laughs> okay, you know, you remember time you... is money, uh, 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 Callus. This is a good point. I don't think any demons have done this before. Jesus Christ. I, I, I get up and dust myself off in that really aggressive way. <laughs> Fucking A. And I, I just, I, I walk past him through the doors and, oh I, and, 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 and I mutter as I just trails off as I fucking people. Halt! Fucking, hey, I'm sorry Excuse, for my excuse me, what? Just because you aren't demons doesn't mean that you're good people. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing about you. Yeah. As a paladin, it is my, my job to wipe out all evil, not just demons. Uh, and you, you customers seem pretty rough. Yeah. No, we're good guys. I, I use my diplomacy and I look into his eyes and I, I take out my rope and I, I tie it to uh, my bedroll and I, <laughs> I, I look to my pals and, and give them a like, uh, uh, it's going to be fine. I, I, I yeah, look yeah, confused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, we, we, we give her the look we, yeah. we, we normally give her when she gets out one of her arts and crafts. I'm out. I'm sorry to the guy. I look at him and use, use my diplomacy. Kind of go. Hmm, see, we're not, we're not that tough. I've if known we, better than to yeah. take a trapped item before. No. If oh we no, I know. I use I use my diplomacy and I say, Callus, I I offer you this bedroll and rope representing the tie to our home that we are making Can vulnerable. I say, if we weren't good, would we put up with this shit? <laughs> uh, I guess you're right. <laughs> well, then let's team up and work together. You seem like a tough paladin. Let's go and do this thing. Okay. All right. Also, just one thing, though. No, no, no. no. No, no, no. Sharpie. No thing. No Sharpie. Thing. Leave it. Sharpie. Leave it. We're all on the same page. Sharpie. This, this is, let it go. <laughs> Last time you went on one of these, you got stepped on by a giant. Ah, the healing choir of. <laughs> That's not immersion. All right, all right. Yeah, exactly. I'm immersed. I'm just saying. Right. Guys, Sharpie. <coughs> oh, it's pretty picky. Oh, cool. All, all right. right, guy. That's alone. All right. <laughs> he, wants, he wants to fight the demons, but he wants to find the best allies in the world. Yeah, Callus, what, what is your... Uh, why do you want to defeat Admiral, Admiral Dark, Darkstar? Because the shard of truth tells me so. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Oh, yeah. All right. So, what? You, uh, what, what you? Where are you coming from? Besides two encounters that uh, okay. bent your mind. We don't. We don't need this. He doesn't need sass. Let's not sass. Him. I'm not sassing him. I feel like you're sassing him a little bit. All right. Look, I'm just. Uh, I've had a uh, swam in cola. No, dude. I'm with <laughs> Sharpie. I'm with you. I understand. But this guy, he doesn't know where we're coming from. You know. Let's just. Put our best face forward, and then once he trusts us, then we can have the talk with him. Hey, like, you come across a little weird right up top. What did you see in your travels? Callous. I, I pat that? him on the back as if to say, thanks. I don't see how that's relevant. Oh, my God. What is it? Just listen, he's a dick. He's a total dick. Tell me, tell me, you guys... 
Why do you control a skeleton army? I'm pretty sure, not pretty sure, I know for a fact that skeletons cannot be created without great evil being done. We made a deal with a frost giant who who said that we could team up and uh, he didn't really help us a lot. He tried to kill us all. You've contracted with a dark force. Nope, he's not a dark force. Have you been to Fornheim? The frozen city? (laughs) I've heard tell of such a city. They're they're not great people either, but they're not dark. Yeah, they killed him, but then they brought him. It's all we did a Busby Berkeley musical. It's a whole thing. You don't need to get into it. I go over and examine. You are undead. Are no, we our undead? skeletons no. are. No, listen, it came out wrong. He's uh. <laughs> no, our ske- Yes, our skeletons are undead. To doy. They're skeletons, and they're moving around. Your compatriot said you were once dead. Okay, all right. I was wrong. I he was dying. Fell. He was dying. He was so almost dead. I'm dead inside. Uh, you know, it was a, I had a dad like you. Okay. Sharpie. Oh, Sharpie. Leave it. We don't. It's, Who was okay. a great I'm not man? looking at him. I'm not looking at him. I walk over and examine the eastern door. The eastern door. You go over to the examine the eastern door, and he's like, <laughs> I wouldn't go there. <laughs> okay, well, let's take his word for it. All right, so what, what, what do you know about the eastern door, Callus? Oh, demons roast on the east. Well, yeah. if they're roasting, that's good. Well, I mean, they're eating. Oh, okay. I thought they were being roasted. No, no, they do the roasting. All right, so, what, so the objective, Callus, is to go to the demonless door? I don't know. <laughs> Which what? doors have you been to so far? Which area have you not explored? I yet? just know the east. I go to the southern door. That's where I came out of. Okay. All right, Jesus, you, you just said no, you've only... Hey, listen. Okay, no, now I'm... Door, listen. I'm on your side now, Sharpie. This guy no, is... No, no, no. This alliance is uneasy right I, now. I, Let's I, wait. I, I do a big sarcastic tiptoe over to the northern door. Like, is, is this Okay. <laughs> And then I laughed at him. <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> oh. he, he doesn't respond. Okay, I, I examine. I do a, like a perception check on that door. There's a large handle. I, I, tr- I, I try the handle. You try the handle, and as you grab it, you feel a sharp prick. Uh, you pull your hand away, and you see a needle is poked out of the door and stabbed you in the hand Why did retracting in the door. Uh-oh. This perception... Check should have showed you that there was like a needle on it. It just showed me there was a handle. It didn't show me anything else. Yeah, it just popped out recently. Am I cut? Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Are you what? talking about the northern door or the western door? Northern the northern door. door. What, uh, what's, what's your fortitude save there? My Uh-oh. fortitude is uh, eight. <sighs> All right. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, uh, there's a, this door has a needle on it, but I feel like I dodged a bullet on this one. <laughs> Can I go grab it, but not where the needle comes out of? Like, the different part of the handle? Sure. Because it's clearly an important door if it's protected by a needle. Right. (laughs) So I grab the other part of it, and I I open it. Okay. You see stairs that go up. Guys, do you want to go up some stairs? Yeah. (laughs) What do you think, Callus? I think I'm going through the other door. Which okay. door is that? What door? You know the, what, Callus? The west. The west. The west. Door. You're going through the west door. Yeah. I'm going there now. Why? 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 Callus? Why? 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 Because you guys don't know what you're doing. Oh, do you? Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, Callus. can we be your minions? He then? starts stomping towards this western door. Let's go. I, with I stomp him. after him, I'm, I, I I, but I imitate his stomping. <laughs> he throws open the door. Is there a needle on it? Inside is nothing but darkness. 
Yeah, a, 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 a good choice, yeah. Callus. Tasty pick. He's he stops. He, he he gulps a bit, and he's like, "You guys suck. You don't know what's up." <laughs> I'm going wow. through this door. He's a and you guys can't come. What? We can't what? come. He charges through the door and slams it shut. All right. You know what? I think that was Admiral Darkstar in disguise. I, I don't oh, trust this guy shit. at all. You, you hear a no blood-curdling screams. No, it was just, he's a red shirt. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 sorry, I'm metagaming, I'm metagaming. Let's go up the stairs of the other door, the northern door. You begin heading up the stairs, but they seem longer than intended. As if it might take a whole week to find the top. <laughs> Cliffhanger! <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody, for coming to Harmontown once again. What a journey we went on. I'd like to thank uh, James Domian and John Roy. BJ, of course. Everybody, our cast of uh, cavalcade of characters. Aaron McAfee, Spencer Critton, and Kamel Nanjiani, everybody. I'm Jeff Davis, your comptroller. One more time for the mayor. Dan Harmon. Walked up a whole staircase. See you guys next week. of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.